everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the As Always podcast, episode 130. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how's it going, my friend? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. Nice. Um, good. You know, just just doing a bit of gaming here and there, and um, some more gaming on the side, so um, yeah, been good. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, lots of gaming here and there. That's how it goes, and that's how to keep yourself nice and healthy so things yeah good. um lots of news um mm-hmm. in the last 24 hours because of what is it called was it dc fandom or fandom it was weird i don't know it's dumb like everything that comes out of dc so you yeah know. it was i try not to think um, about it but but that's been pretty hectic we've got um of course assassin's creed shit to cover standard 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 um, mm-hmm. But also, there's some oh, Star Wars stuff, Halo. Holy shit, there's actually a lot of fucking news we got to go through today, my friend. And it's exciting. Nice. It's just you and me um, tackling is, the news, yeah. tackling the gaming. Um, <clears throat> but we can't go forward without, with any gaming without thanking the amazing producers that make this show happen. From, as always, entertainment, head over patreon.com forward slash as always. Uh, those producers are King Richard III, Josh. Duvillier, Damien Albrick, Avery Dobbs, Adam Sunling, Cat94, Nick the Gaming Prick, Real Cinema, Colton the Cream Pie King, Morgan McCack, and Ballsack47. Thank you, Sweet Vintage Lads, for helping power this podcast and making this show happen. We couldn't do it without you, um, so I appreciate the hell out of you mm-hmm. uh, for the amazing support that's happening over at Patreon.com forward slash. As always, we've hit our July, sorry, August goal. Um, so we've past 260 our goal for 2020 is 300 patrons over patreon.com forward slash so it's just one dollar a month if you like what you're listening to here or seeing here and you want to see and hear more head over to patreon.com forward slash as always one dollar a month you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet the clubhouse podcast there's over 90 episodes of that show ready to go for you to stream at your leisure plus early access to the cinema and podcast where we do spoiler casts for video games movies and tv shows um mm-hmm. So it's exciting times. Head over there and support us. That would be amazing and, and mean a lot to us. We've also got the exciting announcement, James, of a editor uh, that has joined the team at As Always mm-hmm. Entertainment, and they are editing this podcast that you are watching and listening to right now. That is Josh J. Anderson, um, good friend of the show and community, and now a member of the As Always Entertainment family. Uh, he's also the editor for yeah. Robin Gaming, one of our... Um, favorite guests on the show so that's exciting bit of a i just hit my mic but that's a, that's me little clap oh, good. for josh well thank you james um and now uh james shouldn't want to hang himself so that's exciting yeah yeah it's good how was it last time not having to um because this would be the second show he's editing um mm-hmm. how was it to not have to edit the show last time had oh it was feel. you know it was great you know i could it could have been helped by walsh getting his fucking video up without me having to you know chase him up but that's all right and, and even right. when he got it and even when he got it up disaster of video but it spawns the best disaster. meme i've ever seen okay maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration but i really liked that's it a, why she is great and i'm really happy it exists um oh dude because it's just so funny like the whole podcast, he's just unnecessarily wide, like obnoxiously wide. 
As soon as so I saw brilliant. it, and I went back to check all the clips, and Joe's is great, and obviously yours and mine, are, as as always. Mm-hmm. And then I see Walsh's, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? How did you fucking manage that? The biggest opportunity oh, it's so dumb. Of, of his entire career. And he made Waichi. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. I just don't get how you would mess that up. Just You need but it also, in fucking 16 by 9 and then you're set and it should be good. I, <laughs> how, fun, how funny was it though when we were setting up the show and... He was struggling to get his webcam looking normal. <laughs> like, we were waiting ages for him to sort out his webcam and get everything sorted. Yeah. And then when he finally did, I was like, I don't think he did. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, he's like oh, I got it, guys. But on his end, he's just looking at him, but wide. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, don't worry, yeah. I got it, I got it, guys. He, he did not sound confident when he said he was ready, but I was like, I guess so. We've been waiting oh, for that's so funny. Just like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, that's so funny but honestly what the fuck that was so funny <laughs> that was so funny wow good shit wow. yeah um so dude what's um what videos you've been working on what's 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 new what games you've been playing i've actually got some questions for you now that i think about it not even what games Ooh. you're playing so you've been oh, streaming okay. a lot which is awesome i have been yes over on lasers live mm-hmm. um, yeah go subscribe. subscribe to that yeah mm-hmm. obviously um support the cause Mm-hmm. But I've been noticing some this new game on Twitter that everyone's playing. Right. And it's like this weird race. It looks like a yes. kid's race game. Mm-hmm. What the which fuck is, is what, that? Which is what it is. Um, it's... Okay, so Fall Guys is a game that came... I think the reason it's gained popularity is because it was free on PlayStation Plus um and so a ton of people just uh i think it's relatively new but it just happened to be free on ps plus for some reason yeah and and now yeah so so a ton of people got to play it but then it obviously i i'm pretty sure it's on pc as well i don't think it's just a playstation exclusive um, but i don't think it's on xbox i'm not sure i could be wrong um but essentially it's a new take on the sort of battle royale formula i guess but it's more of like a party game so you you join so you, so you and like a group of friends join a join a party and then you hop on mm. to this this game that'll have 60 people in it uh and it starts off and you have like different stages and in every stage if you don't make it through then you get knocked out so like in the first stage 40 people can get through in the next stage 30 people can get through then it's like you know a smaller right. amount a smaller amount until at the end you've got like and each mini game gets harder and harder until you get to the end where it's just like a small handful of people anywhere between like i don't know four and twelve and you've got to battle it out to see who can win and it's actually really fucking difficult um and you've got to be like really precise and there's some like good platforming in there and it's very competitive and it's just really good fun i don't know I, I didn't expect to like it as much as i did but uh like we formed a team me ben uh, zach and mario um and we're team james uh, the reason with that is because it's a dumb meme like Mario or Ben or whoever it was named the Discord group that uh, it's just the group's just called James for some reason um, but that's our group and uh, yeah we played we, I streamed it for like five hours the other night which is mental like I don't Jesus. play games for that long really these days but you know um, we streamed that game for five hours and it was good fun I finally got a win though which is great I've got one win 
Uh, right. Hopefully more to come down the line. But uh, yeah, it's stupidly fun and addictive. Um, and it really shouldn't be the type of game that I like, but somehow it is. I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly, looks like a lot of fun. It's one of those things I've yeah, been really seeing, is. and I'm like, honest, I would play that. I would definitely play that if I had time uh, between my seven jobs and push-ups. But yeah, obviously of I course, don't. yeah, yeah, obviously of course. I don't. yeah. Although it could be the perfect game for a four pillar stream, since we all have playstations. If we That's all had, true. if we all found time. That's true. It could be a good one. It is about time. It is about time for a four-pillar stream. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that would be, like, the perfect sort of game for that. Mm. Um, so, okay. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's it fucking do thing. it. Yeah. So, sign shit. me up. Nice. Sign me up. I need to start streaming. Uh, yeah, you do. Let's, let's be real. Like, I've got my new PC. I'm ready to go. It's just a matter of, like, getting you or... or I'm, I think I'm getting Ethan to, like, mm-hmm. help me set up uh, Streamlabs and shit. Yeah. Um, I'd ask you, but you'd want to hang yourself, so I don't. Yeah. Want, don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I could do it if yeah. Ethan's busy or whatever. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't um, mind. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the last couple of weeks have been. And it's not even like busy. It's just it just sort of fucked. So I just have been a bit mm. out of it, and I'm hoping this this week now going into it, I can sort of get back to no- normal. Um, and doing normal shit, and um, streaming mm. comes with that. Streaming comes with yeah. that. Making videos. I've got, I've got a, I've got a plan, James. I've got a plan. Right. Okay. I, I, the goal is right. The goal mm-hmm. is it's always the same. I said in January. I said in five years, as always, entertainment. It'll have a studio with employees, multiple podcasts weekly. Top of the game, guaranteed. I stand by that. Stand by that. That's four and a half years mm-hmm. away. Um, it's plenty of time. The, the Plenty of time, and the goal's there. The goal's there, but there's steps to that, right? Mm-hmm. I need to go full-time YouTube. Eventually, that has to happen before yeah. the studio happens, before any of that happens. And, and that I want to be sooner rather than later. But I feel like right now, going from full-time, like full-on full-time, mm-hmm. I'm looking at down the road... And when I say down the road, I mean soon to go to part-time. Right. So that way, I can invest more time doing YouTube, as in videos every single week, streaming every single week. More time to put into the podcasts and podcast marketing and clips. More time to do those extra little things that I haven't had time to do. That's yeah. the plan. That's the next step. Go part-time. Step it down, mm-hmm. you know? And it's because of the great support of patreon that i can do that i can yeah, even true. consider that as yeah, well we bits like, and pieces that, going on there i mean we hired an editor we've got an editor now yeah, like that's crazy. the bits and, that's the bits and pieces like we wouldn't have been able to consider an editor um a year ago um, yeah but yeah. now it's um we're doing bits and pieces and we can do that and um use that and continue to grow and then growing then grow and grow and grow and, and what we do is we invest back into the business but that's mm-hmm. me going part-time is investing back into the business because my channel is the part of this business your channel's a part of this business um it's all it's all encompassing but like that's that's the plan and i need to get back into streaming yeah and i need to and i want to stream horizon zero dawn because i'm actually really I, I haven't played it since my first playthrough and i'm dying to play horizon again oh, that'd be good I'm dying to play series. Horizon again. And I've just got a bunch of New Horizon subs um, from, oh, yeah, the... from that collab with Random SideQuest. 
Which was a good collab. That was a good video. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It, it was very good. It turned out. It turned out really well. Gorilla retweeted it. Shout out, mm-hmm. and they actually had a good response from the company I've made videos for. And it's like the third time I've ever done a video for Horizon. Meanwhile, mm. I've done seven hundred fifty Assassin's Creed videos, and Ubisoft haters. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine oh. because they're horrible people. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. we're so we're fine. Ultimately. Ultimately, um, uh, it's it's no big deal. But it just goes to show, I had a tear in my eye when uh, Connor, who runs Random SideQuest, he goes, fellow Horizon YouTuber and content creator. I'm like, <laughs> it's the first time anyone's called me something that's not an Assassin's Creed YouTuber. Yeah, must be great. Yeah, how does it feel? Have you ever been called anything else but an Assassin's Creed YouTuber before, James? <laughs> uh, a racist? <laughs> 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 doesn't feel too great <laughs> ah shit <laughs> here we go again yeah oh. yeah why are you such a piece of shit James I don't, I don't know it. I don't know yeah. I don't get it either why can't I don't know why can't you? everyone just like you mm. I don't know that'd be ideal to be honest I'm sure I'm the most likable person. I feel like so I it's really part of your charm. It. I really don't. You're the most like controversial Assassin's Creed Ubisoft oh, personality so ever that's of all time. Epic. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's, that's your, without debate. Yeah, that's your claim to fame. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's what your life will be remembered for. Most controversial most AC YouTuber. Yeah. No, not by, even by a mile as well Ubisoft personality most contra- actually mm. you were until two months ago so um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're like seventh now it's like yeah oh, that's a shame in, in two months you know, I was about to say your claim to fame was the most controversial Ubisoft per- and Assassin's Creed personality and now you, honestly you might not even be in the top ten anymore and that's yeah, that's why a shame. And I'm months, never gonna, I'm never gonna reach that point either, because I'm just not that much of a piece of shit, the, unfortunately. True, and I definitely hope you don't reach that ever. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I, I can probably make that promise. I think. Um, well, you, if you could make me that promise, that'd be great, because I'm kind of pretty invested yeah. in you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And have been for like a large percentage of my life. So yeah. And this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, hang on. What's the date today? Twenty third of. Oh, this is the six year anniversary show. Oh yeah, because next week will be too late. Or next, not next week, but. Well, this sh- this show oh. comes out. On well, the 24th. Clubhouse will be closer. Clubhouse will be like the day after, right? Because it was August thirtieth. True. True. Um. But I guess yeah. True. I mean, it's it's. It's not really... That first podcast isn't anything, is it? Like, the 6th anniversary show, is it As Always podcast? Or is it Clubhouse? Or is it not matter? It's just sort of As Always Entertainment in general. Yeah, the four it's just, pillars, a, yeah, the four just pillars. the 6th anniversary of the birth of the, the you know, our collaborative uh, efforts, mm. I guess. The community was born from that moment. Yeah, it sort of spawned our... Because we did little bits and pieces, and then it all sort of kicked off from there yeah um which will be a week to uh not a week today uh six days from today yeah. when this goes up 
Yeah. But when you put it in perspective of like, I'm 24. Yeah, I'm going to be 25 next month, right? But let's just say 24, six years, 25%, a quarter of my life I've spent doing shows with you. That's what you could just put that to. And that's That's too long. Let's be honest with ourselves. That's too long and too much of my life. Yeah. Um, Wow. That's so weird. Like, it hadn't been, like, when we first started doing these, like, our stuff when we did that first show, I would have just turned 17 a couple of months ago. That's so crazy. Yep. Like, that feels like a lifetime ago. I was 18, about to turn 19, and I was about to go to Italy. It was like yeah. the, it was like two weeks before I went to Italy. Mm. And I think I said it on that podcast as well. I think I mentioned it on that show. Yeah, I think you and did. And, like, the amount of Tyler's Tales that came from that trip to I Italy. I know. And then we did that um, E3 preview where we barely talked about E3 and... There was a shit ton of stories, and we just like talked a load of shit the whole time, uh, and that yeah, was almost like the original clubhouse in a way. But the, but the way I look at all of this is, we now have three shows, right? We have the cinema room, which you know, right now it's a bit of a hiatus on and off, but we'll come back eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But as always, podcast and clubhouse, right? We've got these three main shows, but those three identities of shows—they have their own three unique identities. They all kind of come from the Kilconner Club podcast early days of what yeah. these shows have become the as always podcast is like the professional aspect where we cover news and topics and have a conversation and get guests that element of the kill connor club exists in the as always podcast is what that is and that's the flagship the those old day kill connor clubs we had nothing to talk about and we would just talk shit cause mm-hmm. and we were you know becoming friends getting to know each other sharing stories and just talking shit and just building an audience where we had no one listening to us and we could get away with saying a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, like yeah. there's a reason Clubhouse is behind a paywall. Like, yeah. we, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we, I can share pers- more personal stories. You can share more personal stories because you're not really... You're, I mean, it's like revealing too much, I guess, to just throw it out in the public, whereas our mm. actual fans that really care about us and know us, they want to hear those sorts of things. Whereas mm. people that listen to us here might not be as interested. But from those early days where only the people that really liked us listened, where we'd go live and had 15 people watching us live. Yeah. Um, Can't believe we do them live at all. That's so strange. They used to I'd be a live prefer thing. This. And I'd much I prefer like this. both. Both are cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, actually thinking about it, I do miss live sometimes. It was like there was that novelty of like everyone got together on a on a Sunday um and we'd all yeah. like everyone would be waiting for us to go live and then we'd go live and we could just talk shit and you know, that was always fun. But uh these are cool yeah. too and I premiere these so there's that same feel as well, like people do gather together to listen to the new episode as well. So um Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, changing the days is tough sometimes because it's not that Sunday of, you know, those people gathering together, certain people, like some people are busy that used to normally be there, those characters, mm-hmm. but there's so many people now there compared yeah. in comparison to, um, that watched us five, six years ago, five years ago is really when we were, was, I called it early days five years ago, six years ago from the first show, but mm-hmm. then it was the following year in 2015 that I called the early days. Yeah. Where it was just sort of like figuring shit out. Mm. We slowly um, got rid of Joe. Um, yeah, that's pretty. Like, he was on three podcasts. Yeah. He was, oh, he was on a few more than that, I think. Was he? Four? Uh, well, he was on. I feel like it was like a episode five, zero. Like a solid episode, five. 
Episode zero, he was on. Yeah. Episode right? one, episode two. And he was on four. three. Yeah. And then I think he was on five. Nah, he wasn't, bro. His last episode was the t-shirt one. That was, that, was that five or was that six? Hang on. Because we did one out. on the AC movie, and I think he was there for that one. I'll, I'll let you know. So, Q&A. AC, Assassin's Creed Unity discussion Q&A with Dynamite and the Game & Sheet in brackets, Birth of Kill Connor Club. Classic. Thoughts on Unity Victory, Kill Connor Club, episode one. Joe was there. And then we had the second one, which was um, with Luke Nunn. Oh, so yeah, Luke I remember Luke on was on that the, syndicate one. Yep. And that's the one this, where you, <laughs> you had a fucking awful delay. I, I was <laughs> uploading a video, and it's before I knew how much internet <clears throat> uploads would drain and how much I would ruin our connection. It was just... Uh, the, oh, it was so brilliant. Uh, oh, it was incredible. At, look at now our... The mics we have, the we're on a video podcast platform, the way we do a show. This is a professional fucking show now. Yeah. This is a legit professional show on all podcast services and video on YouTube. Hmm. I'm proud of this podcast, man. I'm proud of the show. Yeah, I'm too. But look, look, and that's like as much as I like. You're right. I miss live. There's an element element of me that misses live, Mm -hmm. but. What the video podcast has done to the show has actually been such a boost. Yeah, I think it's a show now that I'd be, like, more eager to share with people. I'd be, look at this thing that I do. I think it's really well made and well put together, and I think it's, like, a good thing that you could share with people. Uh, Whereas before, I feel like, for the community, it was great. Like, everyone got together, and it was really... There's that sense of community, and that was really cool. I mean, it's still there, but, like, there was that sense of... I guess it's because the old days won, there was less people. But I think now it's just this really professional show that we've done i think it's still got the same heart as kill connor club but it's evolved into something else and i think it's become something that you know is more appealing to the wider audience as well like you can share it with someone like oh it's just a really cool well put together podcast but before like especially in like 2015 it's almost like if you didn't get it and you weren't already on board you might not want to jump on board because you're like this is kind of like a shit show but that was kind of like the fun of it it was such Um, a shit show but it was we were just figuring it out we You've got two guys that were coming up in YouTube, have only been doing it a couple of years, and we've got an audience that listen to us talk about whatever we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of power that neither of us had ever had. I certainly hadn't. Like, just to be able to talk to you and have a conversation, and people actually listened and contributed, mm-hmm. and we had jokes inside jokes. Uh, yeah. Like, that's we were so like special at the time and it was such a like a like we didn't know what to do with it we would talk out of our ass and when i say we are mostly mean me yeah um and i still do but with a bit more truth to it whereas like i feel like i just sort of went over the top with everything i said back then if that makes sense okay but interesting um, um i'm looking at these shows where the t-shirt was made. T-shirt launch was his last episode. That was four. So he's on zero, one, two. He was, he was on three. He was on nine. That he was, was on his four, last But one. he was a guest on nine. Uh, I guess. I guess. But I we call still, him a I th- guest on nine. I think at the time we were sort of treating him like the third. Like, you know, he was like still part of Kill Connor Club. Because, I mean, we always said like... I mean... It's obviously not the case anymore, but we always said back in the day, like, you know, Joe isn't on anymore regularly, but he's always, like, a part of 
what the show is. So like if you were if you if you ever wanted to come back on, we'd always say yes. Now if you wanted to come back on, I'd probably tell him to get fucked. But you know, <laughs> Dude, that's what, just how are you it joking? goes. Dude, yeah. <laughs> if, if he's like boys gonna come on it's like, hey, how about go fuck yourself because you've nothing to do with the show. This is completely yours and mine. Could you imagine if he said, hey guys, I'd love to come on the podcast. I'm like, why? <laughs> the fuck? We have Fucking 130 idiot. episodes of just this show alone. 90 episodes of Clubhouse. Almost 40 of Cinema Room. And mm-hmm. six years. You know, like yeah. he's, to me, he's a part of the birth of the show, right? But I don't even remember him. <laughs> I'm, I'm <done. laughs> Like, you physically cannot remember. You're like, who the fuck is Joe? Who the fuck is this Joe guy, man? I think about the early days, I forget he was there. It's actually so weird to think about the fact that he was there, not just as a guest, like, he was a co-host in the same capacity that we host the show. Like, he he was equally part of the thing until eventually... I don't know. We just realized that he just was there for no reason just because he also made AC content. Um, Like, I'd never have... If, like, you you had your hiatus, I would never have... If Joe's like, dude, I'll come in and, like, co-host with you. Like, absolutely fucking not. There's only two people (laughs) that will ever co-host with you or me to cover each other for, like, sickness, being away, whatever the reason. Mm -hmm. And it'd be one of the four pillars. They're the only two options. There was no one in my head I'm like, I could get them on. And they could kind of imagine Joe coming I, back. I only like when you oh. went on hiatus. My only thought was I either get Ethan and George on or we don't do it. Yeah. Like if there was no, there was no one else. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously. Yeah. It's it's a weird one to think about that he was. I wonder if he saw the podcast. He'd be like, "What the fuck are these two cunts done?" Like we started this podcast, you know, six years ago, just as like a bit of fun to talk about Assassin's Creed in fucking 2014 2015 and now all of a sudden it's this big brand of like we've got as always we've got a patreon we've got three different podcasts the merch uh, great merch, yeah by the way. check it it's out crazy um but it's cool i really love it this is not something i ever really thought about doing necessarily when i first yeah. started making content like for the i don't know four years before we made that that first episode Mm. Um, or even longer than that like I've had multiple channels but from this channel like the four years I never thought like oh you know I'd want to start a brand like that and you know grow mm. like a that sort of thing almost like a sort of like a network in a way um, it, it is a network because I don't really even cool. just see like it as just you and me sometimes like the four pillars is a network like mm-hmm. that's a whole different network and that includes like conversations with, with us as well and People like a Walshy and a and a Joe, like she? as in as in f- founded Scarab, not fucking the game. In <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's there's content creators out there that to me are a part of our network, and like we've got, I wouldn't consider part of our network, but like good friends like a Robin Gaming, like Brett mm-hmm. to me is a part of our like oh, network yeah. group. Those are Brett's like, the fifth pillar. Know, if there was ever a fifth pillar, it's Brett. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You know that like we've got a close group of a network, and and with as always entertainment, and especially like the four pillars, like that's its own brand. Um, mm. And I never expect no, I like I'm with you. I never expected that. This is totally a the happiest surprise because it's way more fun with you guys. Like I could do YouTube videos by myself and only by myself, but it would be fucking boring eventually. Yeah, it's good like, to have that group it's great to have the community someone to share it with 
mm. and to talk about the things you want to talk about with and and um you know have those experiences like the meetup and making content in a group it's way more fun that way yeah yeah definitely and i think it's cool as well that not just having like a group of friends that also make content but the four pillars being our brand where it's like we don't just have our individual communities and we sometimes cross over i just love that we're four people that have one community that is just one place like with the discord it's you don't have like a fishy community and then a lasers community and a tynamite no. community and a long fox community we've got this one place for four creators and we all cross over and like share things with each other and just it's this what like I, there's something so special about that and I, I don't think a lot of channels have that that sort of sense of community um well like, i'm sure they've got great communities around their channels but like i really love that we're not just like four guys that cross over sometimes we are one thing and i think mm. that's just really it's been it's been really fun to develop that um and yeah it's it, it all sort of just happened so organically that you don't notice it until you look back and you're like wow we've done you know some big bits and pieces it's really cool yeah yeah no that's so that is really cool when you put it that way i would never really thought about it that way where it's really just there's nothing like that because every mm. there's so many content creator group friends but they either run a channel together and it's their channel together or they're just four separate channels that or whatever two separate channels whatever and they share some you know viewers and cross over a bit no it's not like like literally the four pillar community is my community it's your community it's ethan's community it's george's it's it's even beyond that as well it's mm. conversations community it's a lot of brett's community as well nowadays as well like yeah. um of course there's always little offshoots but in terms of the people that are really connected to us it's a shared it's a completely shared space um mm. and no one knows me without the four pillars and that's cool like i think that's awesome and the way people talk about us as one group and know us as one group. Yeah. That's pretty fucking crazy. <clears throat> and especially we're such good friends. Like, I fucking love you three. Like, yeah, it's great. You're three yeah. of my best friends. And we all get along like a house on fire. And I always look forward to when we do Four Pillars podcasts. It's never dull. It's always mm. so much fun. Yeah, it's always great when we have the four of us together. Because it is good just having, like, a genuine group of friends as well. Like, rather than it just being, you know content creators that collaborate which is like what a lot of people do as well is they they exist in the same space together professionally and they'll collaborate but with us it's like we are just good mates and we sit down and we talk about shit and it's good fun uh, and i think people love that as well there's just something about the four pillars community that's so genuine and i think that's what makes it such an engaging place to exist in for for me but also for everybody else that watches as well um and i just think it's so cool it's such a special place super yeah. proud of it yeah, same. Oh man, that's so nice. A yearly reminiscing about yeah, yeah, I love how, it. How far we've come, and that's over. You know, now over a year ago since the meetup and mm-hmm. putting out all this content, and there was the five year anniversary that we put that last piece of content out, which was the Four Pillars Assemble trailer. So yeah, it's yeah. that'll always be a special time, and until the next time, because there will be a next time, and sooner rather than later. Once um, the pandemic sort of wraps up, which who the fuck knows when that'll be. Yeah, but, uh, when it fucking wraps up, kills all the old people, and then we can move on with our lives. <sighs> it's at that point, isn't it? Yeah. It's at that fucking point. It's like, that'd well, be That'd be ideal. If we could just speed up, you know, just get rid of them, and let's mm, move on. Because I'm yeah. sick of it. I'm yeah. really sick of it. Yeah. Remember when we all thought this would be over in a few months? 
Oh my god! What is Remember going that? On? And I can't really talk because I like I went to a fucking sports event today with fifteen thousand yeah, people see, in the stadium. It's fine so for you. So I can't you. really You're complain. Fine. But that here, much. they're talking about Northampton going into a lockdown because we've got way too many cases or something. So that's great. How many cases do you have in Northampton? I don't know. Many, a few, a lot. I don't know. I've, I've done keeping up with it at this point. All I know is we've got like so many that are thinking of just locking down specifically our town um, and a few other that's ones cool. as well. But um, yeah, so that's a nightmare. But... Oh, I don't know. I just I'm so ready for this to be over with. Like, is there any way we can just develop a vaccine? Like, it's 2020. Just hurry up. I'm sure there's like a scientist out there that can figure it out. Just inject some bullshit into a rabbit and see what happens. It can't be that difficult. I'm 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 sick of this. I need a fix. Yeah. I mean, your daily cases are what's sitting like a thousand a day. It's certainly gone down significantly. But yeah, you haven't yeah. had a second wave yet. Yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's happening. It's gonna. It's gonna spike again. See, we've already had ours. Well, not not where I live, but Melbourne got mm-hmm. hit massively for a second wave, which is worse than the first. But it was more because we didn't really get hit the first time. Like yeah. we just fucking shut that shit down and got rid of it. Um, so we locked yeah. down like everyone else, but it just it wasn't really as much of a worry because it sort of didn't. It was going really well as soon as we locked down. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. I don't know. Classic COVID. Yeah. Just... Fuck talking anymore about this though. Let it end. Me. Just let it fucking <laughs> end. I'm just, I'm just, it was, yeah. it was weird today being out and like going in the stadium and you're watching a, like walking in and there's just thousands of people all gathered in a big fucking huddle group. And I'm like, man, why is that so weird to see? It shouldn't be weird to see oh. just people. It's so weird. I've I've gotten to this point where if I'm watching a TV show and I see people really close to each other, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. And then I'm like, oh, it's not real. And it, it was probably filmed years ago, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's so yeah. weird. It's crazy. It's so fucking weird. I just like, want it to end because yeah. I don't want it to be a part of like the, I don't want it to be a part of the future. As in, like, I don't want to watch a movie and they have to address the fact that COVID exists. Like, oh don't, no! Don't do I mean? that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like you watch a movie. It's like, oh, let's, oh, we can't shake hands. We almost shook hands. We meet. You know, like, <laughs> you're watching a romantic comedy and they go to shake hands. Like, oh no, sorry, let's fist bump. Like, it's like, uh, oh fuck, it's so dumb. Yeah, Holy look, we shit. can't. You're watching the next Avengers movie and it's like, make sure we're all standing 1.5 meters away, boys, before um we charge. Yeah. Out. Oh my god. It'd be like, oh god. Uh, yeah, but it's... Uh, just let it end. Yeah, just let it go, and let's forget it ever happened, please. Because it's... Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Uh, no. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Let's get into the topics. Um, I, I do want to give a shout-out to the first... Well, I'm the dad of the Four Pillars community, but, we've, mm-hmm. but the Four Pillars community has its first dad. Um, yeah. So shout out to our buddy, Mr. Eddie, Super Tuber Eddie. Uh, one of one of the fifty percent of conversations. He is now a, a father, and I'm mad at him. Insane. I'll be honest with you, I'm mad at him. Why? Because we're supposed to be friends, and he didn't <laughs> tell us his girl's having a fucking baby. Hey, bro. Yeah, true. You tell your friends you're having a kid. You don't surprise us. That's not a surprise. I don't like <laughs> surprises. 
I, in fact, I hate. I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm glad he didn't tell me actually, because when I tuned into the stream, it was a big surprise, and I liked that. It was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. I didn't like it. I was upset. <laughs> no, I did like it, obviously, because I was like, "Wow, this is actually like so." First of all, such awesome news, and I was like, I messaged him. I said, "This is like made my fucking week. Made my shit week." Um, mm-hmm. And. It's it's super special. Like the video is amazing. His his daughter Isla Tyler, you know, ah, not a I don't think. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's a homage to um, his fearless boss and leader. I think me. so. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I appreciate that. Employee of the month is on the way. Actually, no, it's probably going to Josh. But Eddie, you're a close <laughs> second for employee of the month for naming your child after me. Um, you, I hope uh, her name, middle name is James, and then it's, yes. you know, um, then we can really, you know, it'll be good. Or Ames, um, because, yeah, you know, yeah. there's no T in, you know, it's Isla, not Tyler. But still, um, congratulations. That's yeah. super special. She's adorable. Um, and he posted the first picture with his girl, and I was like, yeah, punching above your weight, Eddie. You're, doing, you're killing the game right now. <laughs> you're killing the game right now. Doing Good absolute works. bits and pieces. He's doing yeah, absolute great. bits and pieces. Um, so I'm, I'm going to send him a definitely some as always merch for Isla, so she oh, can. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're we're gonna uh, Eddie, we're gonna send you some as always entertainment merch uh, for your daughter, and she can wear it. Um, and I'll send you a care package soon filled with Captain America comics, so you don't poison her with Superman shit. Oh yeah, don't show her the Snyder cut. I'm not. Oh that. God, I know. I know, just horrendous, but um, <laughs> but it's you know it's fucking just great, great to have some good news for once. It's just so nice. Yeah, it's nice, nice wholesome news. Wholesome news, super wholesome news. Um, yeah. Um, but aside from that, um, we can get into uh, a bit of the gaming news. Oh, a bit of the a gaming. bit of the gaming news. Um, Halo Infinite delayed. James. Yeah, boy. Are you ha- what shit. are your feelings right now? Halo Infinite, it's... Yeah, what are your thoughts? I got my, my own, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, so I said this when I first saw it. I'm like, if this game is coming out in 2020, then we're fucked because yeah. it looks like shit. And I'm like, this needs a delay. I feel like the developers need a delay, and I'm so happy they've gotten it. Um, we, what we need majorly for this game is, for a start, we need polish on visuals and how the game plays. We need major polish. Uh, sound design needs to be worked on a bit um but then overall we just need to see more because obviously we don't know what this game entails so if the whole game is what we're seeing in this in this gameplay demo then that means that the kind of the core foundations of the game are a bit fucked because it means we don't have like big linear moments or set pieces which is sort of core to the halo experience so that's something i'd like to see but you know this delay gives them time to properly polish and put out like a a good game when the time comes so i am so glad that they're able to delay it and because i they needed to and hopefully this could actually be a good game now when, when it drops because there's so much about it that i do like um how's that I, soundtrack oh my god it's so fucking good did you hear the new one they put out um through I the did. trees which is like mm. a spin on the walk in the woods from uh, ce um oh my god it's fucking amazing it's yeah it's 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 such a killer soundtrack um that just sounds like halo um and there's so much to love there really is so much to love um you know they just gotta polish that shit up and then hopefully 
you know, we could have a good Halo game on our hands, which would be, which would be great. Oh, dude, it's, I have a few thoughts, right? Like, like I, I, I'm happy it's delayed because, of course, I want the best Halo product, and and a delay can only mean they're gonna obviously spend more time polishing it and and improving it, um, in hopefully the right direction. Mm-hmm. But the nails in the fucking coffin for Microsoft and Xbox. If it wasn't already, you don't have a Halo game to launch with. You have fucking nothing. Yeah, that's a good I, point. I've been, I've been saying this for two years to you, James. I'm like, they're doing the right thing with Halo by waiting and not releasing it until the next Xbox comes out. You need a Halo to launch with if you're going to compete with Sony. If you want any chance to compete with a mainstream audience that want to buy your game, they'll give Halo a shot. The mainstream might not be following it. They might not know it's shit from all these trailers. They'll still buy an Xbox and Halo for their friends. Their mates mm-hmm. buy an Xbox to play Halo, they'll buy an Xbox to play Halo. But now you don't have that. You only have a PS5. The only thing people are going to be playing is a PlayStation fucking 5. I think, though, right? Now, this is my take on the matter. Is that I think... I think I think this is a long-term investment because I think if you I think short-term they could probably sell a lot of Xboxes if they put out Halo on the Xbox uh, unfinished and just like push it out the door. Yeah. But I think that long-term I think it would just harm the Xbox brand more than if they take the time and put out like what could be a really quality Halo game next year that could in turn sell Xboxes, but more importantly will sell Game Pass which is something that they're pushing way more. And I think that Xbox genuinely doesn't really give a shit about the Xbox. I think they care more about Game Pass and their games because people can play it on PC now. And I think what they want is more to push those things. I just don't think they care about the actual Xbox. This, I, Honestly, I feel like this could be the last year of Xbox before they just move entirely to Game Pass because, I, I don't know, I just they haven't, they haven't shown a great deal of care for their hardware. Um... And, I don't know, I feel like delaying Halo and putting out what hopefully will be a really good game next year, I th- I feel like it'll benefit Microsoft more as a whole. It'll probably hurt Xbox sales, but I think Microsoft will overall benefit. That's probably a good way to look at it, because Xbox is fucked from this. Yeah, it's fucked! It's fucked is- from this, because even if they make good Halo, it's too little too late. People have invested into the new consoles, right? Like, a lot. And obviously not everyone. People are going to keep buying consoles all the way into the end of the generation. People are still buying fucking PlayStation 4s. Um, mm-hmm. Not Xbox Ones. They've already stopped manufacturing them. But <laughs> the Xbox without... Man, I was saying years ago, they're doing the right thing, man. They're doing the fucking right thing. Mm-hmm. You can't launch an Xbox again without a Halo. You can't do it again. They made the fuck up with the Xbox One. They released Halo 4 the year before the Xbox One came out. Why the fuck they did that is beyond me. Yeah, that's and stupid. It was stupid. Fucking dumb. And now you've got this shit show. You've got this shit show. They've shown what they've shown. Disaster. And it's not going to be ready for launch. You're going to launch an Xbox with what? Hellblade 2. Do they have. This is what's so odd. Because, look, I. Like, obviously Hellblade Halo 2 is a fine a game, great... I'm sure, but I'm just saying it's not going to sell your fucking console. You're competing against Spider-Man. Yeah, it's You're competing totally competing against Spider-Man. Um, I think the thing is with Hellblade, I think it's quality enough to... I think it's probably one of Xbox's best IPs. I just think they need I'm to... I'm not disputing that, though. 
I think the issue is not enough people played the original for the sequel to sell. Um, yes. And that's a problem. And they need... I mean, obviously, they've at this point, like, so, like Microsoft are so fucked with their exclusives that they've got to start somewhere, I guess. Um, but I feel that it would have been... They need something. They need something that's luring people in, like a big AAA exclusive. Obviously, Halo would have done that, but you would think they've got something else. If they've made if they've made this delay, it's a bit crazy that they are going to launch the Xbox without an exclusive, like a big AAA exclusive. Um, they've got nothing. Which I they've guess I guess Hellblade is AAA now since it's published by Microsoft and everything. But it's it. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm interested to see. Maybe they've got something else up their sleeve to be like. Here's another thing to replace Halo. Maybe they have something else. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think they have. I think for them, their focus is more on they've got like a, they've got like marketing rights with Assassin's Creed, which is probably good for them. Uh, yeah. They've got like you know Game Pass is doing absolute bits. It um, is. And so, I feel like they're content with those things. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what their plan is with the Xbox, but I feel like they've fucking given up. Um, Dude, because I mean, I'm a PlayStation guy now. I said you know. last last podcast, I'm a PlayStation guy now. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. I'm always going to consider myself more of an Xbox guy purely because I grew up with it. Well, like not not grew up with it, but I got into proper gaming with the Xbox 360, and so I'm always going to have those fond memories of it. And it's so difficult to be like. Even though I know I'm a PlayStation guy, because I play way more PlayStation, I prefer PlayStation, I think they've nailed it, and Xbox is fucked up. I'm still, like, rooting for Xbox to bring You're it back. And, yeah. I'll always root for healthy competition, because it'll just make both better. But mm-hmm. I'm a PlayStation guy, and I can't sit here and pretend I'm not, because, like you said, and you are too, whether you'll admit it or not, because yeah. you play more PlayStation, you like PlayStation better, and you know PlayStation's doing the right things. And they are. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it doesn't mean we can't refresh. Well, so I'm rooting for Xbox to do well. But at the end of the day, like, what are we supposed to do? We can't... It's just like an abusive fucking relationship with Xbox. Like, trying to be an Xbox fan. It's just like... They, they it really make is. it, they bring you in, they make you fucking think you'll, you'll be right. We've got you. We're doing the right thing. No, we've learned <laughs> from our mistakes. We won't do that again. And then they fucking pop, smack. Smack yeah. you. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, I'd love just, to see just... fucking Xbox do good again. I'd love to. But, um, I mean, you know, we've got some bits and pieces here and there. Like, Halo Infinite could be the makings of something really good, and then you've got Fable coming. But, but based on what? Fable, yeah. Fable's the only saving grace for me. I'm I'm all 100% on board the Fable hype train. I'm mm-hmm. going to be fucking covering Fable news on my fucking channel until that game comes out. I'm all aboard the Fable hype train. It's going to be All good. about it. All I'm fucking very much about looking it, forward to it. The issue is though, is it going to become an epic online loot game with microtransactions and you know a push on fucking co-op and shit? It's no, going to be like not, Avengers. Not from playground. Not from playground. Fucking. Not from playground. Mm, mm, I don't know. It could be like. From... I suppose it'd be like if anything, they'd probably mm, maybe handle it like a um, like a like a Forza Horizon almost. Yeah, maybe. But uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is what they've been trying to recreate there with Fable. They're trying to compete with Horizon Zero Dawn. That is what they're designing Fable Yeah, to. you're right. Yeah, you're right. So it wants to they be primarily designing... a single-player RPG. They're designing Fable to compete with Horizon. That is what Fable's job is as an exclusive. I hope they don't lose identity, though, by trying to do that. Because Fable has such a unique identity, 
as well as in its tone and stuff, also in its structure of the way the game is made. And I'm fine with with Fable becoming an open world, um, as long as it's as detailed as it used well, to be. Well, the only reason it wasn't before is because um, they couldn't. Technology didn't, you know, give I it... I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they wanted it to be hub-based. I feel like that was sort of like a, the direction of the game. Because, I mean, like, Fable 3 came out in 2010. That could have been open world if they wanted it to be. Um, True. But I feel like that was part of what they wanted to do. But if they want to go open world now, I don't really have a problem with them doing it, as long as they make sure the world still has, still feels rich. Um, I'm totally cool with it being open world. I'm totally cool with them not doing open world. Like, it also doesn't have to be. If they wanted to go with hub-based, I'd be cool with that as well, because I feel like that's something we don't see a lot of, and I think it's it's valued as well. Um, but I, I just hope that they don't somehow lose what makes Fable what it is, and they don't push it more in the action RPG direction, and they pull it back a bit more, and they do lean into what makes Fable Fable with, like, the you know managing of your finances and you know buying and selling properties and owning shops and stuff doing the little mini game building relationships like those are all iconic fable things it's like when you cross elder scrolls and the sims like you need both of those elements in a fable game you can't just go down the route of killing monsters and making money through that and epic quests like you need those things in there like monster hunting could be a great thing in fable there was a lot of that in fable one you could go and like hunt these big uh, monsters and stuff but it was all about you know doing quests you're a hero part of the hero's guild you know you're supposed to yeah. go on quests to help people out and usually there's like um monsters attacking a farm or something or harassing a farm or um balverines um you know killing people on a road between two towns sort of thing like mm-hmm. there's that like there's the monster side of things there's the sims job side of things you, you need to be able to buy property you need to yeah. be able to have relationships. That was always so much fun. I love that. Hundred percent. But, but I, th- I still think that can be a part of it. Like, but taking on Horizon, which is what the plan is, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean you can't do all those things. You do all yeah. those things yeah, in a sure. way, yeah. But but you're competing with Horizon, um, and I say this because I don't think Horizon gets enough credit because everyone's been talking, and we'll get on to DC. Uh, and and these new Suicide Squad Gotham Knights and all this shit and how much people are now mad like I've, I saw so many people today saying how they wish Witcher 3 didn't exist because every fucking game's trying to copy it mm-hmm. you cannot just blame The Witcher 3 for this Horizon deserves almost not as much but almost as much credit as The Witcher 3 does and I say this because Horizon was the next game to do what The Witcher 3 did and it was two for two because it wasn't the Witch Three yeah, nailed you see. it, and then Horizon came in, also nailed it. And you're like, this is how we do games now. It wouldn't yeah, have it happened if it was can... just the Witcher Three. You can't just blame the Witcher Three. It happened because it mm. happened more than once, and they're like everyone. It can work for everything, I guess. Everything yeah, can work this way. Yeah, you also have Mass Effect Andromeda, which did the same thing. I mean, that game flopped horrifically, but they yeah. still did it. Um, but yeah, Horizon showed that you can you can do a Witcher Three game and you can succeed doing it, and people will love it. Um, yeah. and then you got Assassin's Creed comes out and they're fucking doing bits um, the even though they're terrible but you know um, yeah. that's you we know, all liked what Origins they're doing the and, yeah I mean I still like components of Origins but so I think I. I think what I, I think with Origins because people keep asking me all the time why do you hate Origins I don't hate Origins for a start but also I think that Origins as a standalone game that exists is a really fun experience but within context of the recent years of Assassin's Creed it really I, it bothers me because 
we've had Odyssey, and then we've had Valhalla, and before that was Origins, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I can't appreciate Origins anymore. Um, I might be able to really appreciate it again down the line, but I just feel like it's just started what was a horrible descent into fucking madness for Assassin's Creed. But um, yeah, it's this this RPG direction. Every game now just feels like it needs to throw away its identity to throw in epic loot and XP damage numbers stat boosts gear systems like not every game needs to be like that it really doesn't and if your game isn't already centered around that if you throw that in it's just gonna ruin the experience for a lot of fans and a lot of people playing this game i know there's a ton of people that will just play every single game that comes out regardless of what it is but it just sucks for those people that don't do that i guess it's uh but it it works for some games so well it works it worked for The Witcher 3, and Witcher 3 was a trendsetter, and I feel like Horizon just followed suit so soon after, like 18 months later, and just mm-hmm. fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, well, that's because The Witcher... I mean, The Witcher was already an RPG, so it lent itself to that really specific formula that they built. And then Horizon yeah. was a new IP, so they could immediately build this game around that formula. But then exactly. when people are trying to then apply it to, like, you try to apply it to Assassin's Creed, you try to apply it to Batman, um, you know, you're doing all this stuff, it's like, what? why... What, what is wrong with what existed? Why do you have to turn it into The Witcher? Why do you have to turn it into an RPG? Yeah. I don't understand what the purpose is of it. There's nothing I wrong think, with more linear games. I think when, you know, naturally, um, games try to get bigger every time. That's a part of selling and marketing a game is when you make a sequel in a franchise, you've got to be bigger and better than the last. And a way to be bigger is to be an open-world RPG. That's how they sort of saw it. They can't just do another city that might, may or may not, like in Assassin's Creed sense, that it's like, we've got to build cities that are going to be bigger than the last. If we go one-to-one scale, we're already, at, they're almost a one-to-one scale at this point. Like, how much bigger can we do cities and it'd be interesting? I guess we've got to have different terrain and it's got to be really this big open world and if we're doing a big open world, then we need to have this and that. Let's build Whereas a whole like, fucking country. <laughs> it's like, bigger, is, bigger isn't always better, just like penises, guys. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's um, true. Exactly. Um, I, I can let you know that. The bigger isn't always better. Um, but that's just a personal thing. Anyway, um, but I just, I found it weird that we're blaming The Witcher 3. Anyway, that's all, because it's not just The Witcher 3. I honestly think Horizon is almost as much to blame as The Witcher 3 is. I think so, but without without The Witcher, Horizon probably wouldn't have done what it did, so... I I mean, 18 months, the game was in development before Witcher 3 got released, but I, I understand what you're saying. They certainly took things from The Witcher 3. I, I hadn't yeah. played The Witcher 3. I, Horizon was the first game like that I'd played. And I was mm-hmm. blown... I loved the way it was designed. And I was blown away by it. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Like, all games should be like this. Then it's like, oh, wait. Yeah, so was I. Like, exactly. Yeah, so was yeah. I. That's what we thought. We, we're a part of the problem. And I, do you know what? The Witcher 3 isn't to blame, neither Horizon. We're to blame. And yeah, that's we're to blame. Well, it's and all when those I say we, I'm videos. including all of the audience members as well. The game is out there. You all fucking wanted it too. And now you yeah. all hate it. Um, we all but this wanted... isn't what I wanted. Like, this isn't actually what I wanted. I, it's what we I wanted. Just, we asked for I this, wanted... and we got it. Ah! I didn't look. We've got to take some like... responsibility. We, we asked for this, we wanted it. Fuck. Uh, yeah, those fucking clips that people keep posting to me being like, every game lends itself to being an RPG, if you think about it, is one of my worst quotes ever, and I hate yeah. that I said that. It's aged poorly. <laughs> it now, really I'm going gonna, gonna to say a quote that might age poorly, but I think Fable... It, Fable was built to be an RPG. It's always been... It's literally always been an RPG. It's an RPG, yeah. It's an RPG. Assassin's Creed, not an RPG. It's an action-adventure game. Fable, one, RPG. 
Fable 2 RPG, Fable 3 RPG. Fable 4 slash Fable Reboot that is coming out from Playground Games is uh, going to be an RPG and should be an RPG similar to Horizon Witch 3. It's mm-hmm. built for that. And you can still do Fable things that are uniquely Fable, the same way Horizon does uniquely Horizon things. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same what, way Witcher that's what, does that's uniquely what makes Witcher things. Mm-hmm. You know, the economy is a big part of Fable. Huge part of Fable. The economy has to be there. Yeah. Relationships and Sims type deals have to be there. The magic of the world has to be there. But then you can do your open world mechanics, your your combat, your monster. Ghost of Tsushima is like that work. What an amazing game that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a what great an game. amazing what an amazing the good thing game about is. Ghost though is what I really like is that they don't go full Witcher three they pull it back a bit and they're like we can yeah. keep this a bit more linear at times we can keep this a bit yes. more it's a bit know, more grounded. reserved um, mm-hmm. it's a bit more old school Assassin's Creed it's, a bit it, closer to like a Shadow of Mordor sort of thing um, yeah it's it's and it's you know Red Dead esque as well there's some Red Dead elements yeah, I feel to it yeah it draws um, from a lot and it doesn't need to go full open world epic action rpg like it can go a little bit a little bit less than that and I, I appreciate them doing that it means that we can deal with you know some really cool things like the combat system you wouldn't be able to do that in you know an rpg where you've got these really cool looking animations um that are, you know very reminiscent of some older action adventure games i really like that like you know they have these great animations for killing people and everything because it's not stat based because it's not like you do this many hit points of damage they take this many points because of their defense stat like I fucking hate stats. Can we just stop putting stats in games? Like, yeah, with gear and loot and stuff? Like, Jesus Christ. Just have yeah. something that's like, this is a more powerful sword. It will kill him a bit quicker. That's fine. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to know that something's 500,000 strength and something's 520 yeah. strength or whatever. It's fucking yeah. arbitrary. Just have a hundred percentage, but have a percentage bar. Like, it's like it now at 100% fully, like, upgraded. Like, Ghost does yeah yeah and like the armor systems in uh, assassin's creed 2 or brotherhood or revelations or whatever they got like little star ratings or whatever like when you get it you get an extra bit of like an armor rating and it just means you can yeah. take more hits or whatever um yeah simpler yeah. is sometimes better yeah. less is more mm-hmm. less is more um i'm near i'm in act three of ghost tsushima finally oh, okay. i really act two was so much better than act one holy shit yeah yeah so much better so much better the the world opens up a bit more the combat certainly opens up massively but also the story is i'd say Hard. three or four times better than Act One. there's some great story moments in act two really really is um, and the missions were are way more fun mm-hmm. way more to the point way more action um and the you know the character's a bit better by that point whereas act one's really slow very very Act One of Red Dead Redemption One. Yeah, it really Such is. Such a copy paste of Act One of Red Dead Redemption One. Going That's around, what I was doing chores. Yeah, meeting all these characters, people. going around doing chores, gathering people to attack a fort. Like it's yeah, literally it's, the it's same. It's Red Dead One, yeah. And then the guy yeah. when you take the fort, the guy. It's spoilers. The guy that you want to kill is not there. So you know what I mean. Yeah, like, and it's, it's like, oh, you got to go to Mexico. Yeah, That's where yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for sure. And then Act Two is like, now nah, this is now I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. playing this japanese samurai slash stealth game i love jin's arc though the, like, the moments that happen in great, act two where he's great, questioning great you know arc. his uh you know his samurai heritage and everything he's like this is this right is this what we should be doing yeah is there a better way of doing it and uh, he's got that conflict as well i love that so much it's so interesting and seeing the, him the at way- odds with it I love I love the way i headcanoned it while i was playing like i played it a certain way that i kind of just really enjoyed and i felt like with like you know 
you i'm sure you do the same we've talked about this many times over the years mm-hmm. like we you play the game and you sort of head canon things yourself of the, this character would do se- certain things like yeah. in act one i went almost full stealth where i was mm-hmm. like look this is the new way of doing things i'm alone i've got to do this you've got to do it mm-hmm. to survive the story gets spread then i'm gonna try not to spoil things then act two comes around and i go full samurai again because i'm like oh no nah, i need a you know i can't really do that anymore i've got to go full samurai and then i sort of you know act three i'm like nah back to i've gone full full ghost almost is how i feel like it needs to be played mm-hmm. yeah for sure it's fucking brilliant it's a really great personal story and i think it's, it really it's picks the, up in act two it's, and it's, it's, it's the best Assassin's Creed game since Revelations, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do I do love the similarities to things like Assassin's Creed. It makes me really long for that to come back again. Um, at least in terms of... I think in terms of, like, the tools and stuff you can use in stealth, I think it's so much fun when you go into a camp and, like, you've got, like, these wind chimes that can throw out poison or use, like, the, you know, the, the blowpipe and shit. Um, it's fucking... It's great. It's really great for that sort of stuff. Um and yeah i just think they nailed a lot of those aspects and i do love that the story picks up in act two and then moving into act three act three is not very long though so um you're really close to the end now yeah um, no pretty, I, I can, I can sort of can sort of tell one. that where that there's not much to this act um because mm-hmm. it's already lo- it's it's locked me off from the rest of the map and i'm like is that just for the start of the act or is that for the rest of the game sort it's of just it's just for the start but yeah it it like it'll open back up and let you go off and do what you need to do maybe you need to like buy some weapons just finish some stuff off and then i'll be like right now you can finish the game but uh, before um, i even finish the game i need to go around and take out all the different camps so i can unlock the map mm-hmm. because that's a big pet hate for me yeah i, I did that yeah because i knew i wasn't going to do it when i was done with the game no because... and i'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> absolutely not gonna i can never play games when i'm done so i made sure to do everything before i finished it yeah um i didn't do like everything i didn't 100% it but i did every side quest did you every oh, fuck that man those with thing. the side characters and shit you did all those side quests i did everything i mean the nah, ma- the main ones i'd say are like the good ones are those like main side stories um but i did like i did everything um oh no no i didn't i haven't even done close i've done almost no side quests i've done have you done the character ones though no no really no, you should no. do those those are like nah, part of the main story almost dude i don't have time man what are we doing I've, i still haven't even finished the game and i'm not doing those like imagine how long okay. i'd still be on act one if i was doing that i guess so they're good though oh no i'm sure they are but like it's just it's i mean like i feel like they're so they're such companions to the main story like you get you get so much I insight guess, about Jin and oh yeah. there's some really good ones there's some good stories that i'm like oh, i wish i could find out what happened here but i really can't be bothered playing seven side missions where i'm really into this main story and i just kind of want to see what happens and i get to play once a week sort of thing i'd play the yuriko ones there's only two of those yeah um, those are really good um also the ones with what's that uh, thief girl's name again <laughs> i don't remember oh um yeah um um yuri why why no um uh, you mean the main side character? Yeah. Like your main. Yuna. Yuna, that's Yuna. her name. Yeah. Her her Yuri. ones are pretty good. I said Yuri. That is what I said first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- 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 those are some good ones. Uh, there's obviously the ones with uh, like um, Sensei Ishikawa and Lady Masako. Those are like Lady Masako's story seems interesting, and I would actually kind of like to, to see that through. It's 
Yeah, yeah, it it is, but I think they they fumbled the end of it to be honest. Um, cool. And I think I like that's one of this is one of like my main things with Ghost of Shima. One of my main criticisms is the side quests have this weird odd writing they do in pretty much every side quest where they'll just fake out something. They'll be like, "Oh, you got to help this guy, but actually he wants to kill you." Like they do that a million times. And then oh, there's also yeah. like, "Go help this guy," and then when you come back, he's dead. And like they do that a lot, or. It's just like they do these weird... And you can tell. You can always tell they've set it up. Like, But you always realise it way before Jin does. And it frustrates me a little bit. Um, yeah. Like, you see it coming. You know it's, you yeah, know it's on you the like, way. You see these twists coming a mile off. The main story doesn't really do it. But the side quests all really do. Um, they really telegraph where they're going with things. And that bothers me a bit. But, you know, that's maybe a nitpick more than anything else. Like, it didn't bother me that much. But just a thing i noticed yeah overall good shit yeah all right fair fair um what is yeah i mean just one last thing i guess i guess shima like i i love the thing i love about these main games is like i do love when i get chance to play a game i love to listen to podcasts Mm-hmm. And you can't do that when you're playing main story. Like, I'll pause everything if I do a main mission. But that's why I'm not doing side quests when I'm roaming around. I just want to, like, get into combat situations at forts. Like, stealth situations at sinks. Yeah, just, just absolutely just, massacre yeah. people. Or do fox dens. Or do... I love the shrines. Bring out the, sh- like, parkour puzzles of the shrines. Mm, um, yeah, those are good fun. Like, I'd love to see more of those in Horizon 2. Those sorts of... But like, you had when you were doing the um, long necks viewpoints... They were mm-hmm. great little parkour challenges. I'd like more of that in Horizon 2, to be fair. Like, I love a good parkour mm-hmm. challenge where you don't have to have a complicated parkour system like like Assassin's Creed or anything where it's like you can climb everything. But just something where it's like a bit simple, but you got to think about where you got to go next sort of thing. I like yeah. the sim- simple yeah. things. But the climbing itself is good. Um, it is. Like, it is it's good. fun and it's it works well. Obviously, it's no Assassin's Creed. I mean, Assassin's Creed these days fucking sucks in the parkour yeah. department. But... Um, yeah uh yeah it's good i mean obviously it's not parkour it's just climbing but you know it's it's good stuff and i would love to see in horizon 2 a bit more climbing um in a, in a few more areas because it was underutilized i feel um it'd be nice to be able to climb up like these big structures and stuff and like sort of look out over like the vast landscape of where you are that'd be that'd be nice i feel like that'd be an element that would be really cool mm. yeah agreed Agreed, but uh, overall, I mean, Ghost of Shima, I, like I was giving it like eight, eight point five after the first act. I was like, I mean, it's really good, but I don't get the hype. But probably like a mm-hmm. seeing it like a nine, a solid nine, really yeah. solid, gr- good game. It's not game of the year. It's not better than Last of Us Part Two to me, but it's a really good game, mm-hmm. really, yeah. really good game. I love it. Mm. I'm with you. Um, and then I, I want to move on to Final Fantasy Seven next. So. <sighs> God, I've got to download it already. And that's part of the reason, like, I could sit and do side quests, but I know how I feel about Ghost of Shima. It's fun, I really like it. Yeah, fuck the side quests, fuck the side yeah. quests, play Final Fantasy Seven. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'll start streaming Horizon either this coming week or next week. Mm-hmm. And, and on, on the side, I'll be playing a Final Fantasy Seven remake. Oh, that's it's right. so good. Because so when's, good. when, like, what's the next game? It's Cyberpunk and Valhalla are the next two games this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't forget about Avengers. Oh, Best yeah, game. sorry. Avengers the best game what a fucking great great game that is you love Masterpiece. the Masterpiece well you put out your video about the beta 
I did, for yeah. Avengers. Yeah. How did how did that go? You had lots of really like good feedback about that year, and people weren't upset about your opinion. Yeah, oh, no, everyone was totally agreed with me. Um, I didn't get any retards in the comments. It was great. Um, well, Marvel fans are notorious for being smart, and same with DC fans. Um, yeah, superhero yeah. and comic book fans are notoriously well educated um, and balanced with their viewpoints, and they, oh, they, they really are. Up, and they don't. The thing I like about them is they don't get upset very easily. Like they know how to take a joke, and they know how to uh, understand and respect opinions. Yeah, exactly. So, they don't take anything personally when you're talking about a man wearing spandex. They yeah. really don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, that video got. It's currently on like thirty five thousand views, which honestly I didn't expect it to like do bits, but it did. Um, it's <laughs> Probably because of the title being, you know, Marvel. Marvel's Avengers is an absolute disaster. Uh, people, <laughs> like people really like that. Great title. Um, but yeah, I have had wow, so many fucking comments. The thing is, as well, right? The the like to dislike ratio is still incredibly positive. So you know, there's a lot of people that watch this that agreed and just didn't comment um, because they're like, "Yep, yep, I agree with everything you're saying," and then just hit the like button. It's like that was a fun time. Um, but then there's so many people that have just like watched it and they're just infuriated they're just seething typing these comments like full yeah. caps like you're a fucking idiot stop making videos you're wrong i'm like jesus fuck I, this is the weirdest hill to die on fucking marvel's yeah. avengers jesus christ it's really not good like i just i don't get it and like even if you enjoy it to defend it this much is insane yeah. to me it's such a fucking pile of shit oh my I, god it's my favorite argument of the whole time of doing youtube anytime anything is as YouTubers and content creators, as people that are critics, but also personalities, that the literal reason we're here doing a podcast right now is to judge shit. And people are like, you can't judge it. It hasn't come out yet. That's the <laughs> dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. And I've heard it for years. For it's so years. Dumb. Since the day I started doing this shit, I've heard... You can't talk about that. It hasn't come out yet. You're not allowed to have an opinion. What do you want James and I to do on this podcast? So yeah. there was a trailer for Avengers. It hasn't come out yet. So we can't say anything. Uh, next on the news <laughs> We list can't is, think about it yet. fuck out of here. It's so Get odd. The fuck out of here. But people can have positive opinions though. It. But, but That's how okay. Supposed to, so you want me to pay for every game because it might be really good. I don't, it doesn't matter about how bad the trailers look. It doesn't matter about <laughs> anyone else's reviews or opinions. It doesn't matter if I played a beta a month before the game's going to come out. No, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. I went and played Odyssey a month before the game came out for eight hours. I played for eight hours. What game... Can you not judge after eight fucking hey, hours? Hey, look, of it really gets good after nine hours. You've Dude, got to actually, how you've got to finish the game wild, to really appreciate how it. Fucking wild is that? That all the comments <laughs> are like, you. That's not you can't say it's a review because you've only played eight hours. Dude, so many games are only eight hours. Spider-Man PS4 is eight hours long. It's not even eight hours long. That's the oh whole game, and you're telling me I'm not allowed to have an opinion about it? Wild. You've played a beta for how long? What an hour? Two hours? Yeah. What do you mean you're not allowed to have an opinion? How long should I have to play a game for to know if it's a pile of steaming shit or not? It's, it's one thing so to be like, odd. I'm not sure. Like, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm like, oh, right now it's an 8.5 and I played more of it. I'm like, oh, now it's a 9. That's the subtle changes you're going to have in a game. But you're not going to go from, it's a steaming pile of shit to, wow, what a great game. That's not <laughs> happening. You know after an hour. You fucking know it. 
Yeah, you the know. base systems in the game, the way it plays, the way it feels, the way it's structured, the way the dialogue's written, is so shit. It's not going to suddenly drastically improve. They didn't make the prologue play like shit, did they? They didn't go, you know what, we need the first two hours, I reckon it should play like a PlayStation 2 game. And not just that, a bad play PlayStation 2 game. But after that, I reckon we should make a polished AAA experience. Just to fake them out, just to mess with them a little bit. That's not the fucking case. If it's shit when you play the first two hours, the whole thing is going to play like shit. The gear system isn't suddenly going to become a balanced and fun experience. I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh no. Did we fucking... Oh, for fuck's sake, you fucking cunt. Hey man, you fucking disconnected. Yeah, I was talking about Avengers. What did I say? You said it was. They're not gonna. They make gonna make oh, two yeah. hours of a polished game, uh, not a pile of shit, and then they're gonna make a triple A polished game. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be no difference after the first two hours. It's ridiculous to suggest that would be. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And like people are saying, like I'm just going through the comments now. I have got some retarded fucking comments here. We've got this guy who's like, you're complaining, saying it's a lot of words just for views. And the you saying that it's a beta isn't an excuse. Yeah, it is. You don't get to experience all the content. So, yes, it is. That's a great comment there, defending Marvel's Avengers. Uh, because I didn't play every last piece of content. I don't know that the gameplay is bad, um, apparently. So, that's great. Um, wonderful. Yeah. People are stupid. And they're stupid people. And that's the end of it. Um yeah, anyone that says you're yeah. not allowed to have an opinion unless you've played a game is fucking dumb. They're, you're dumb if you think that. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. You know when you watch a trailer if you think something's good or not. And you're at the very least, you're allowed to judge that. You should be allowed to judge that. You are allowed to judge that. When you watch a demo, you're like, man, that looks fucking bad. Or, wow, that looks awesome. I don't need to go see the Snyder Cut of Justice League to know if it's going to be good or not. I know from the trailer, it's going to be a steaming pile of shit like the original movie was. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Probably and I know, worse, if anything, you know? If anything, it's going to be worse. And I know from the uh, Matt Reeves Batman trailer that that movie is going to fucking make me come. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the trailer already did, so... <laughs> the trailer did multiple times. <laughs> that movie's gonna make me come fucking buckets. <laughs> Dude, um... buckets. Buckets <laughs> of cum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be sick. Well, let's talk about it. East, right. DC, EC. DC. DC oh fandom, fandom, whatever the fuck. It's We're called. talking about DC on the As Always podcast. This is it's, crazy. It's, it's a rarity. I was gonna wear my As Always Entertainment... Um, Marvel logo shirt, but I, it was it's really cold today, so I'm wearing a jumper. Not a jacket, James. Relax, a jumper. Okay, okay. I, well, I thought sure, about sure it. You don't want to put on a coat. I like thought a big... it's not a coat. I don't own coats. Are you They're sure called about jackets. that? I live in Australia. You did wear a coat that one time, like it was a coat. I'm sure of it. It was like it wasn't just a thicker. It was a thicker jacket. Yeah, it was a pretty coat. thick jacket. Borderline. I don't own. I don't coat. own a coat. I don't own a coat. But if someone looked at it though, it might not have been one. But if someone looked at it, they'd be like, "That's probably a coat." And then you could correct Pro them and say it's not. But then they'd be like, "But it, yeah, but it looks like one." Yeah. Right. So I think okay. that yeah, it's a coat. Um, okay. Do we let's save? Do you want to save the Batman for the last, for the last thing? Because we're going to we'll talk about it the about... most. 
Yeah, um, we'll talk about all the other bullshit first. Just talk about the Snyder uh, Cut first. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut because we get that out of the way. Um, yeah. Looks in, like the any of these DCU movies look CGI pile of trash. Looks yeah, like it's actually on a pile of shit. Yeah, looks no good. But you don't. You, but see, the thing is, right? It's for it's for grown ups. It's not for children. Ah, uh, um, see what you're saying. So, like, uh, making is... something grounded, realistic, and believable for children, and having cartoon CG is good. Yeah, this is adults. for adults, um, which is okay. ex- which so is what Zack Snyder said. He said it said as much. So, um, yeah, Zack Snyder's really, a really good director. So that's yeah, oh, he's an incredible director. He directed the incredible movie Three Hundred, which is a really oh. good film, um, and looks incredible. It um, looks like a documentary set in history when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. Better than Troy. Um, oh, so. I, I know we're joking and we're having a laugh, but no, don't say that ever again. Don't fucking say that ever again. But yeah. Um, what were we talking about? The Snyder Cut, yeah. Uh, so, cut. yeah, it's going to suck because fucking Zack Snyder and he makes terrible films. He so. just makes terrible movies, doesn't he? He just doesn't know how to make it. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen Batman vs. Superman, it's just events happening in an order that doesn't really feel like the right order. And he also gets Batman wrong. And he also gets Superman wrong. And it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. And it sucks. So why anyone would think that he would improve the already terrible Justice League is absolutely yeah. beyond me. Yeah. Um, no, but Superman suits black. Oh, that's pretty epic and mature. Yeah. And adult. So it's darker and grounded. Like, literally, we make fun of Zack Snyder for, like, it was, you know, it's just dark and grounded. Oh, you mean by making the color palette super dark? doesn't make the movie concepts and tone dark. That's based on its writing and narrative it's and characters so and acting. Shit. And none of it's dark. It's all embarrassing and childish. Yeah, and but also... They're like, no, let's, let's make your suit black. It's really <laughs> dark. <laughs> but also, dark Superman's not meant to be dark. Like, that's dumb. If you're making Superman dark, you're doing it wrong. Superman's a light, hopeful character. That's sort of the point. He's not even got close to getting Superman right. I, so, d- I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know where this black suit's from. Comic books. I don't know. I'm not a fucking Superman fan. I hate yeah. Superman. Yeah. Well, it is. I, I did as a comic book thing, but also like just in general. Like when you watch Man of Steel, which is it's 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 the only Snyder movie I've seen in full. Um, yeah. Same. And it's, I've seen 300 full. Oh, I've not. I've not. I've no. seen that clip. Maybe really me uncomfortable. And I that, movie, that movie makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. Um, but yeah, Man of Steel is just not what I expect from a Superman film. It's it lacks hope. It lacks this, you know, sense of like there should be vibrant, bright colors. Like, and even if you're doing like this sense of a world of that doesn't have hope, hope, Superman should be that hope. And when you see him, his suit should be bright blue and red. Like, he shouldn't be this dull, you know, horrible dull colors. Uh, there should be this brightness to Superman. He should have this optimism about him it's very he's very captain america in that way um don't don't ever fucking compare captain america to that pile of shit of a superhero hey look superman can be good it's all right superman can be smallville's good smallville's a great show i've never seen it but um, smallville great show great show the only time i've ever liked superman but ever compare captain america again i'll fucking jump through this screen and choke you. You could, you could, you could try. Um, but he's, you know, you need those elements in there to make him. But Snyder doesn't seem to get it at all, and he also thinks that Batman should murder people um, as well. So you know, oh, that's yeah. great. And Batman's I guess. boy. Fucking Jesus. Yeah. No, but it, I mean, it looks, it looks how it looks. It looks how it looks. Yeah. 
I think I've realized that this these movies, these Snyder films, are for a specific cult following he has. And they're not for me, and I am never gonna understand them or understand why people like them. And people are gonna love it. People are gonna fucking love this film, and that's fine. I just don't I feel happy for those people. I feel happy for those people that have been asking for it and then are gonna get it. I don't, they're toxic cunts. Oh they are. I was just joking. <laughs> oh, they are. I was just joking. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I don't mean it. Um, like they're the type of people that I say, but I love triggering them because I know there's Snyder bots that search Zack Snyder's name and then just troll oh, Twitter brilliant. to respond yeah, to love negative comments about him. So every every chance I get at every turn, I'll say something negative about Zack Snyder to trigger. And there's I I recognize some of these bots now. Like I actually recognize them. That's. <laughs> How common they are. I have most of them muted. And I think a lot of them have me blocked anyway. So Yeah. I don't really block and mute people anymore. That's good. I, I like mute people all the time. Because my fucking mentions are just full all the time. And so I need yeah. to get only stuff I want to see in there. Otherwise, I'm never going to see anything. Yeah. Um, so I've also switched on. Twitter has this great feature where you can switch on not to have things in your mentions from people that don't follow you from people that have a blank profile picture, people that haven't verified their phone number and stuff. So you only get stuff from people that follow you and that have actual meaningful things to say and that actually, like, you want to see, like, stuff you actually want to see. Um, And it makes it so useful because I get so many tweets these days that I just don't want all the drivel in there. So it's so useful to just have... I just get tweets from people that I care about seeing tweets from. Uh, So that's cool. Thanks, Twitter. It's, I, haven't, I haven't really adjusted that. I was just looking through those settings in on my phone. Yeah, I haven't adjusted any of those. I might have to. So I don't know. My Twitter's been not that bad recently, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been that bad. I've actually kind of enjoyed yeah, Twitter, Twitter right. the last couple of weeks. It's been. <laughs> well, I was locked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that must hours. have been why I enjoyed it so much, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, you weren't there to ruin it. Yeah. Now I'm back, though, so we're all good. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm here again. Yeah. We're all good. Um, I don't tweet as much these days, though. Um, no, don't you think. don't. It's true. Um, I used to tweet like every minute. Now I, you know, tweet every few hours, maybe, maybe a bit more if something is going on. Um, it's, but it's too much still, but it's good. But I go. I mostly go to Discord now. Like if something happens and I want to talk about something or whatever, I'll just go to Discord and chat with everybody. Um, yeah. But if there's like a big announcement, I'll tweet about it. Um, yeah. I love Twitter. Yeah, it's been good. It's not Twitter, been Twitter's, too terrible recently. Twitter's good and also horrible, but I couldn't live without it. I think I'd go insane. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so I didn't really see anything from the Suicide Squad movie. Did, what was oh, there anything yeah. worth worth talking about? There was, uh, and I didn't watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four trailer, whatever it is, because I oh, didn't 19, see the first yeah. one, and I'm not going to see whatever this one, is. so I didn't bother watching the trailer. I I did watch the trailer because I watched the first Wonder Woman, like it was fine. Uh, they kind of butchered the end of it, but like it was sort of all right. Um, it was like a bad MCU film, so like, you know, like a Thor The Dark World or something. Or a Captain like, Marvel. Yeah, uh, it's better than that, I think. Um, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was alright. So I watched the trailer for the new one. Mm, not really interested. Um, I don't think the yeah. 80s setting is as cool as the World War Two setting that was the, the first movie. So, yeah, no. It's whatever. Not was it World War Two or World War One? I? I don't fucking remember. Um, Didn't see it, don't know. But it's yeah, yeah 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 it was it was just fine it was just like a fine looked like a fine comic book movie uh, but not uh, for me because I don't care uh, about DC so 
And even with James Gunn, I'm not going to see the Suicide Squad movie, so I didn't bother I tell you what, anything about I it. I tell you what, the tra- it wasn't a trailer, but it was like a behind-the-scenes like feature thing where the actors are talking about it and James Gunn's talking about it and stuff. I'm like, this actually looks like something I could enjoy. Like, um, like the DC stuff. Like, I don't know a lot of these characters, so there's that. I'm obviously way more into Marvel. But the it felt very james gunn and had a lot of that to it It looks like a very like big sort of larger than life film and there's a lot of like just he just sort of went for it like went kind of like balls to the wall just let's fuck it let's make a comic book film um rather than like the classic dc like Zack snyder approach of when he's about this grounded gritty film he just sort of was like just sort of fucking went for it and i really appreciate that and it honestly i i might i might watch it it depends once there's like a proper trailer i might be able to gauge it a bit better but I think the design looks really cool. The color palette, all of that stuff, and uh, the way they the way they're doing sort of the uh, visual effects and special effects and uh, like um, the physical practical stuff too is really cool. So uh, what he said it is is it's like the Suicide Squad and like comic books and all of that stuff, the wacky stuff you get there, crossed with like a war film. He's trying to put those two together and have like the emotional stuff that he does with like guardians but also the funny stuff he does with guardians and sort of meld that together and it, i think it works well for suicide squad as a thing so honestly it's the only like dc movie other than like the batman that i'm looking at and i'm like that actually looks like it'd be pretty good but it's mostly because of james gunn um yeah being there to sort of bring these characters and elevate them on a platform that makes me actually care about these people that otherwise i wouldn't care about other than like harley quinn because she's you know people know who she is but yeah, yeah honestly it looks kind of cool um, okay, maybe maybe I'll wait for it. I'll watch a trailer then when it actually drops, since it wasn't a trailer. Um, yeah. But I'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, Gotham Knights. Let's go to the games. Gotham Knights. Yeah, two games: Gotham Knights and the Suicide Squad game. Yes. Yeah. So Suicide Squad game is made by Rocksteady, and it's mm-hmm. set in the Arkham universe. It is indeed. And there's four characters. Is that right? They're not. They're only doing four of the Suicide Squad. I believe so. Yeah. So you've got Deadshot, mm-hmm. Harley. For some Quinn. reason, is black now, even though he was white in Arkham. Uh, that's true. The games, which is, you know, that's cool if that's what he wants. Um, but, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like it's yeah. Anyway, um, Harley Harley Quinn, Boomerang, yes. mm-hmm. and then a shark guy. I don't know who that is. The shark guy. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. But uh, um, yeah, you got these four guys. What? What? Like. It was sort of whatever. Like, I wasn't that impressed that Superman shows up and yeah. he's murdering a guy and Superman's a bad guy. And I'm like, I mean, like you, you said on Twitter, I'll mm. play it solely to kill Superman. I'm with you yeah. there. But oh, I wasn't that good. interested in it, to be honest. I'm we not, could do I'm the not, four not, pillars, kill Superman. We can team up because it's co-op. Yeah, of course um, it is. It didn't feel like... Like, it felt like both Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad were just sort of gimmick co-op games. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from them. But... I believe that, uh, from what I've heard, that uh, Suicide Squad game is... It's not a co-op-based game. It just has co-op. So, you know, like, when you play Halo, and it's, like, drop-in, drop-out sort of co-op, and, like, yeah. so someone could just join, and you could play a Halo mission together, but it really is, like, a single-player game. It's sort of like that. So the game is, like, a single-player game, but you can play it with other people that can join. Um, so I don't think it's, like, a Gotham Knights where it almost feels like it's built for, like, co-op. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it could turn around and just be like a very gimmicky co-op game, which is what a lot of co-op games do, and it's just like all based around co-op, and the story's not really there, um, just sort of exists to allow it, the game to exist. So now, here's my hot take for you, James. 
Okay. I love a good hot take. Okay. People are talking about this and Rocksteady and they're like, no, it's going to be good trust of Rocksteady. They're one of the best game developers in the business. Hey, they're not. And the Arkham games aren't that good. Ah, uh, don't like that. No, yeah. we're not having this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're good. They're, they're really brilliant. Good, they're great but games. They're not brilliant. And you're overrating them. You're all overrating How them. How many? You've literally good. played Arkham Knight, and that's it. I've played Arkham City. Have you played Arkham City, though? Yes, I've. I've you played, played the whole thing. You beat the whole the game. Whole I beat the whole game. What? Yes. What? How? how and how do you not think the it's... The first one I played was Arkham City. When it, when it came out. Did you... I, I don't know how you can't love it. I, Especially because you're such a big Batman fan. Um, Yeah, but the game... Like, nah. Nah. What? What didn't you like? I love Batman... Uh, it, was, it was fine. Like, it was just sort of like, oh yeah, that was fine. I like Dark of Night a I lot. I actually like Dark of Night more. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Because um, it's is just a, a game. The, ga- the gameplay isn't that great in any of those games. I don't enjoy the gameplay in any of them that much. What do you no. mean? It's I incredible. It. No, it's, it's, it's not so incredible. Good. It? Yes, it's not it is. Incredible, what the is fuck it? are you talking about? No. You play literally. You. F- no, I know I people don't. say it all the time, but you feel like Batman, like when you're gliding through the wherever you are, or when you're yeah, like, sitting yeah. on these perches above all these enemies, and you go around a room and you use your tools to take that, all of these guys yeah, out without them seeing cool. you. That's cool. I still I like them. I that's cool, man. That's cool. But it's so well they're made. Like the level design unjun- is incredible. They're not Horizon. They're not fucking. But they're the not Last trying Wars. to be those they're games. Not, no, I'm not saying they're different they're games. games. I'm saying they're not. On the level of a no, God I'd say of they are. They're I'd say they're on that level, but in their own right. Close, in, not in their own right. They're as polished. Close. They've got they're, just as good level design, but no, they're, they're trying to no, do something different. Just, the story is engaging. The I characters are fucking brilliant. The no, score is no, fantastic. The no. art design and direction, the, the the way they compose these, the way that Gotham looks, it's fucking incredible. It's stellar. They're like some of the best superhero games. They're some of the best games. The way that you put games, the combat yes. together, games, everything is so well balanced. The progression system, it's so they're, they're fantastic games. This is heresy, and I don't no. like it. No, you can all go fuck yourself. How about that? How about how about that? No, because I know how mad everyone's going to be listening to this. I already fuck. I'm up. mad. I'm mad, and I'm not even listening there, to it. I'm there's, here. There's there's fucking levels to game quality, and they're not there. They just oh the the bullshit I was hearing today. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe Rocksteady doing this. They're the best in the business. They're fucking not. Well, I wouldn't say they're the best in the business. They're the best at making superhero games, which is the most low average fucking bar to have in games these Uh, days. No, no. What do you mean? Superhero games can be as good as any other game. Nah. This is a bad take. Uh, I couldn't name a superhero game that's as good as uh, any other game. Like, in terms of, if you're comparing it to the top tier level games. The top of the top, the creme de la creme of games today. They're not. F- none of them are there. None of them are there. The know, best Arkham, Arkham game is not is so not at good. the level. I don't get it. I don't get. Everyone's fucking hard on. All of a sudden, it feels like for, it's not. It's always five years ago. None of you fucks. Were, no, none of you fucks were talking about this five years ago. Over the last twelve months, all were you, you here five years in, ago though? We were doing podcasts five years ago. <laughs> yeah, but were we though? <laughs> <laughs> Look, five years ago, Arkham Knight came out, and everyone, you know, it was uh, 
it was a, it was a rocky one, Arkham Knight. You know, like it looks great and it's a good game. Like I think it's aged a lot better. But when it came out, it was just sort of like a lot of people were disappointed because it didn't live up to what Arkham City was, which was such a strong, well paced and well structured game. And it's for it, a superhero I, game, yeah, really. No, good. just for really a good. game. I think Stop I think they're saying really good. this. I think they're really good. I think they're the best. They're incredible games. They're, games. they're, really they're so good. much fun. Asylum and City are just fucking brilliant, incredible games. They're so much fun. Just going through, like, the combat and the stealth, they're such well-balanced experiences. And you've got all these characters that are so great, the environment is so good. You they're just okay, such let's good get over games. This okay. You keep saying all these characters are so great. Who the fuck is so great? Who all the of them. So what do you mean? They're the all Joker so compelling and, and interesting. And cool. everyone else. Like, Who's Alfred's great. Else? Whenever the like the fuck is everyone else? Like, like, you're always talking to Oracle. She's fucking great. I no, like her as a character. Not, they're, Alfred's they're great. Not though, are they? All of they're the villains are fantastic. Whatever. Harley Quinn is brilliant. You've got Scarecrow. He's fucking fantastic. This is ridiculous. I don't feel that way, bro. I just don't. I don't. Think How? How can you love Batman and then play those games and be like, yeah, they're just fine? I would rather watch the Batman movies than play a Batman game. I love superhero movies more than I love superhero games. I just, I can't. I don't really want to play a superhero as much as I'd rather just watch one. Why, though? Superheroes are so cool. Playing as a superhero is great. And especially those, like, the Batman mechanics are some of the best stealth mechanics. They're so much fun to play. Just being that Dark Knight and, like, killing, not killing, and, you know, it's not fucking Snyder film, taking out all of these guys in a room without them even knowing you were there. Just the way that the, these each individual room that you have to go through is designed to allow you to do that. Like, the environmental stuff you can do, the way that walls are set up, and, like, the way your, your like, perches are. Like, everything is so well-crafted to make the experience as good as it can be. Like, it is so... They just, like... I think what Batman Arkham does in terms of just its base gameplay is well enough to stand up against some of the best stealth games just if, like if you're comparing it to something like a splinter cell i think it holds up incredibly well just against well, that splinter just the stealth experience not the top tier game either though yeah but when you're talking about stealth games i mean when you look at something like a metal gear or a splinter cell or a hitman and then you look at a batman arkham i think it stands up against those games as an incredible stealth experience all right bro all right i don't feel the same way I just don't. I don't. I don't think. I can't. It's, I can't. I don't think this. Batman or any superhero game is a top tier game. I haven't I think played play a top tier superhero game. I think you need to play him again. It's a B plus. Because you B played. Plus. You, you're saying you played Arkham City when it came out, and that was yes. nine years ago. Yes. Yeah. I played Arkham City when it came out. I played Arkham Knight a year after it came out. And Arkham Knight isn't that good. So, like, go back and play Asylum and, and fucking City. They're on Game Pass, the remasters. Go play them. Mm. They're great. No. No. And Asylum, I, it's something about it is always going to make it one of my favorite ones. Purely but you played it when it came out. Nature. It's a nostalgia for you now. It's not a nostalgia. It's just a good game. Oh. It's... Ah, I don't like this. I don't understand how it. you can I think this. I love seeing people when they just tell me it's, like, it's just a good game. It is just, it's just a, good, a good, game. good game. It's not what I'm looking for, man. You saying it's just a good game is not mean it's a good game to me. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, you never played Asylum and you played City nine years ago. I just don't think that this can be a genuine <laughs> opinion that you have today. Here we this go. Is... 
Here we go. There's just there's no I've way. There is no enough, way. Bro. I can judge it. Don't be that guy. You can't judge it. You've never played it. But I just feel like you're judging it based on this memory you have of it. Whereas I feel like if you I'm play like, it now, there's what do you no mean, way. This memory I have of it. I've played the game from start yeah, but to so long ago. There's no way that. Like you play it now and be like, this is just a gen, like an average experience. Like, I don't, I don't understand. It's got all of the I things didn't that say you would average, like. I said really good, but it's yeah, not. Uh, did you it, though? It doesn't even rub the nutsack of God of War, of Horizon Zero Dawn. Of, I'd say it's better than Horizon. What did you just say? Horizon's not that good. Like it's, it is though, isn't it? You know what I mean? It is that good. It's not, it's good. Yeah, it's great. And I, a guy I really that wears love a it. Cape and scared of bats. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking Why about? Why are you insulting Batman? You because, like Batman. Because what you, are you, you insulted about? Horizon. You don't do that to me. You should know better. Look, Horizon, look, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, I'm saying it's really good. I'm just saying it's not as good as the Arkham games. It's just, you know, it's a Witcher clone, and that's fine, you know? You can be a Witcher clone, but the Witcher already did it, and it did it better. Oh, yeah, a a post-apocalypse scenario with monster dinosaur machines definitely sounds like the Witcher to me. You're right. Yeah, you know, you're going around, you're doing these quests, you're getting this different gear. It's it's the same game, basically. But, you know, it's that's all right. I get it because it's the first, you know, Witcher-style RPG you played, so, you know, you're, you're attached to it in that way, whereas, you know us real gamers we played the witcher 3 first when we played horizon we were like oh, it's a bit of a step down you know but right, it's you right. know different for different people i guess and what i'm trying to say is batman arkham's really good so yeah yeah you're you wrong. would say that objectively objectively you're wrong objectively you also like cartoons you're also so, an adult and you like cartoons so that's yeah, fine good and I get yeah that's good cartoons like games. oh if I, that's I, where I we're going it. with this I, i've already I won get, i've already won because nobody's gonna back why, you because this I is absolute shit that you're why you'd want to play a game that's based on a cartoon of superheroes. Yeah. And that's what the Arkham games yeah. are. They're cartoon games. Yeah. yeah. All the voice actors are the cartoon voice actors. Yep. All the way they've the characters are like cartoons. I yeah. get that you like cartoons. Yeah, and that's great. That you're a grown man that watches cartoons. Yeah. And that's fine. Yep. And that's yeah. fine. And that's great. Yeah, it is fine. Cartoons. And it's almost... It's good, actually. Thank it's actually you. good. And it's great. Good. I'm glad we've established that. Yeah. Fucking watch your cartoons, mate. Oh, God. <laughs> and my camera's fucking fucking shat itself <sighs> well i feel like that was a we haven't had a good <laughs> argument in a while it's so good. that was yeah it's good we fun but it's so all, much but it's all right man because we got we have positive discourse we can agree with each other and respect each other's opinions in the marketplace of ideas so it's all right i, I don't know why you're doing definitely a sad that not even <laughs> me you're definitely just doing a South african person and you're, I feel like you're being Dave Rubin, and I don't know why that. Makes you <laughs> yeah, I was, but you used to say it all the time on the podcast, and because Ollie's been re-listening to all of them, he keeps reminding me <laughs> of things that happened. And he was talking about right. We had um, we had a uh, during our political phase. Um, oh yeah, I we forgot we had a full-on political phase. We did, we did. It was weird. Um, we <laughs> we had Jamie on Clubhouse, and he was the first Clubhouse guest. And you introduced him with um, a big long speech about how <laughs> about how he's a raging leftist, and we. Oh, but it's yeah, all right. But it's all right because we can agree on we can disagree on things and still be friends. And he went on for so long about it, and Ollie That's reminded so me because he's re-listened to all these podcasts and it's so oh, fucking funny. Ollie keeps messaging me about old podcasts and stories and shit. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck! I keep knocking shit. Uh, yeah, dude, it's so funny. Like I'm, I don't really know how funny. he's managing to pull through it. Because I'm like, dude, you're going through, like, us talking about Assassin's Creed Empire for, like, 
<laughs> that whole sort of phase. So like a hundred episodes. And I'm like, retarded. and he goes, it's rough when you're going through like episodes um, for like four hours talking about Desmond's son. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, bro. It's fucking tough. Uh, I can't believe we saw Assassin's Creed so much. Yeah. Like so much. Like we do entire podcasts weeks back to back to back where we'd only talk about Assassin's Creed Empire speculation. Yeah. Which is insane to me. But um, yeah, it's Wild. weird. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, the last thing is this Batman trailer. Mm-hmm. What, what's the thoughts? What do you feel? I, I mean, I think we both know how we feel, but let's yeah. let's let's deep dive into this. Let's um, do that. Yeah, finally sure. saw Robert Pattinson as Batman. Both mm-hmm. of us have been on board from the beginning with this. The concept, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Casting, we've both been on board with this from the 100%. beginning. hundred percent. If you if you if you haven't been on board, you've never seen him act in anything but Twilight. Because I've, and I've never have you seen Twilight? We've had this conversation. Have you I've seen, seen Twilight? I've seen the first Twilight. I think it was on in the background during something. I've never like gone out of my way to watch it though. It's never really been something I've been into. I don't know if they're good or not. Well, I just know people hate them for some reason. I don't know if that's because they're shit films or people just don't like. I them. I mean, they I look fucking abysmal, and I've never seen Twilight film though. And okay. I like this morning I got up. The trailer drops. I I'm with Jared and his girlfriend having breakfast and. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, Robert, oh, the new Batman trailer drops. And she goes, oh, who's Batman? I said, Rob Pattinson. She's like, oh my God, that's terrible. And then like, she's like, and then, no, and then she's like, no, I mean, who's Batman? What does that mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Women, am I right? <laughs> Got him. Um, Joking. And she goes, no, that's a terrible idea. I'm like, what have you seen him in? She goes, Twilight. I'm like, well, I've never seen Twilight, but I've seen him in many, many films. And he's amazing. Trust me. Like, he's amazing. He's incredible. He's, really? I said, he's so good. He's such a good actor. And I'm like, but I, every time I talk to someone that's seen Twilight, they're like, nah, they don't like it. Because obviously it's bad and he's bad in it. Because everyone that's yeah, seen it's like, Twilight's not bad on then, I guess, yeah. True. So but, man, killed it. Looks amazing. Oh, Looks amazing. So good. So fucking good. It's got the makings of being my favorite Batman film. And that's tough because I love the Nolan films. But what, I said this on Discord, is the Nolan films, as great and as like, borderline perfect as they are as films what they what i always wanted and what i always felt like they just just missed and it's not it's not for lack of like uh not for lack of trying isn't what i was trying to say it's not because uh they missed it by missing it it's because nolan didn't want to go for that route it's not what they were going for nolan nolan's films are translating batman to his version of what he believes would be a batman reality what it would feel like in real life and that's great Mm. and i love it for that and i think it's an incredible interpretation but what i always like wanted and felt like i needed was just that 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 feel of like what com- like the comic book coming to life obviously translating it to real life in a sense but like what this movie seems to do is it takes batman as a comic book and translates that to screen in such a, an incredible way and it has those what i feel like is those fantastical elements that uh, the, the nolan trilogy doesn't have because it's making it real um and that to me is what pushes it to be if they nail this it could easily be my favorite batman film just for that reason alone because that to me is something that i just think is so special about batman is those that what feels almost fantasy about it um and gotham feeling like this like fantastical place that doesn't really exist but almost kind of does and and that sort of thing so that tone and that direction of it alone i think for me if they nail it it could be my favorite take on batman in film 
I, I completely agree. I think for it, it felt like that grounded Nolan experience in terms of the way it's filmed mm-hmm. and the practical effects of it all. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't tell if anything was CGI. It all just looked like mm-hmm. that sort of Nolan tone, which I love. But like you said, mm-hmm. they're going for that certain Batman fantasy that's very comic book based, very mm-hmm. comic book grounded. You can't even tell when it's set. Like, it's, it, when is it set? Is it modern? It looks like it's an eighties, nineties sort of. Era. I think it's. I think it's nineties is when it's meant to be yeah. set. Which is what it looks like. Which perfect, perfect setting for it. And um, mm. that era of Batman where he's like at these crime scenes. Batman's still sort of a myth to some people. He scares the the public. They're not all on board with who Batman is just yet in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And these villains are sort of just figuring him out as well, and are calling him out and. Um, he's still making that name for himself and that's a great period of time and the way they shot like that combat scene mm-hmm. where he beats up one of those grunts I'm like holy fuck yeah. oh, holy beautiful. shit it was fucking beautiful it was like something taken straight out of like an Arkham CGI trailer like just be pure Batman and it was incredible it looked great it looked so real and oh it was yeah it was spectacular yeah, hundred percent. And then you know, just the line of like, they're like, "Who, who are you supposed to be?" And he's like, "I'm vengeance." I'm like, "Oh god." Oh. His Batman voice is good too. He has a good Batman yeah. voice. Yeah, I not too great. over the top, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that groaning yeah. is there. Yeah, it's nice, and it it you know it it feels like a Batman when he's like younger as well. I love that because he's in his second year at this point. Um, and we're gonna get to see that and uh, the way that he handles with things you know he hasn't got the same sort of like finesse as like an older batman would have like he's very brutal and that's you know that's really exciting to see um and you know there's that detective you know aspect of it because like i said it's it is a detective film uh, which is like a core part of batman um and i feel like we don't get to see that explored enough in a lot of media obviously they do it in the cartoons and obviously in the comics and stuff like that a little bit in the games here and there and nolan did do a bit of it um but it's really interesting to see a game, a, like a film that's going to be centered around Batman as a detective because that's what he is. He's the world's greatest detective. That's the point of Batman. Um, everything else is, you know, kind of secondary, although it is also, you know, part of who he is. Um, so that's really exciting to see, uh, to see how they, they do that. And obviously with Riddler being a, a huge part of this as well, uh, that's going to be a who's, great... Who's like, playing the Riddler? Fuck, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you can find it if you Google it. Uh, my mouse ain't working. There it is. I'm looking up now. Paul Dano. Oh, that's a great casting. I need to see who that is because I have not. How's Colin Farrell as Penguin? Unrecognizable. Oh, yeah. He looks fucking incredible. Ridiculous. And he's. uh, Colin Farrell's amazing. Oh, that is a good casting for Ridley, yeah. What's he in? I forget. I'm trying to remember what he's in. He was in that uh, movie with fucking. What's it called? Prisoners? With uh, he was the oh, the that's who I'm remembering. Creepy from. guy. Yes, yes, he is. He is a creepy guy. That's a mm. really good casting for Riddler. To be fair, I like that yeah. a lot. I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Now yeah, it is. It, this movie seems oh. to be really well cast. Um, with people that you almost Andy wouldn't Serkis expect as Alfred. So. Brilliant. Oh yeah, I never would have thought to do that, but that's really really cool casting. Um. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, it's, it looks like yeah, it looks like they've really you know cast this film well, um, and everyone sort of fits the the role they're playing, and they've really really cared about it. So yeah, everything about this is shaping up to be something that looks yeah incredible. Yeah, um, 
definitely agree. Definitely agree. Amazing. That was mm-hmm. my only thing I liked out of this DC fandom, fandom, f- I don't know, whatever the yeah. fuck. It was, yeah, it was the only thing that I got, like, proper hyped about. Like, I think the Suicide Squad movie looks interesting. It looks cool for James Gunn. But, like, this was, this was, I, yeah, this is, like, I wanted the movie to be this good. But I, or, like, I wanted the trailer to make me think the movie was going to be this good. But I didn't know if it would. Like, I thought maybe the trailer would come out and the movie would just sort of fumble it a little bit. But the trailer was just fucking incredible. Um, it's pure Batman. It gets everything right. Uh, and it just looks like it's going to be such a fucking good film. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm fucking ready for it. Yeah. No. As am I. As am I. Good good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's uh, I guess, wrap the podcast up with some fucking Assassin's Creed Woo-hoo! conversation because views and money. Um, nice. But, uh... We have uh, Ashraf Ishmael, creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, has been fired mm-hmm. from Ubisoft. Former that creative happened. director, we should probably say. Former creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been fired from Ubisoft. How, he has been. How do you feel, James? Uh, pretty indifferent about it, I guess. I don't really... You know, I feel like it sh- obviously it should have happened. Um, but I don't, I don't care about Ashraf enough. I'm just sort of happy that Ubisoft are doing, you know, do, I mean, actually doing something, getting rid of these people, being like, you know, Ashraf should be fired from Ubisoft. Obviously, good of riddance. course he should. Good riddance. So, yeah. good. Um, but uh, beyond that, I mean, obviously I don't care. Like, I'm not rejoicing, but I'm also not fucking sad. Like, I've seen a lot of people like, it's a shame, but it had to happen. I'm like, how is it a shame? What do you mean? How is it a fucking shame? I don't understand. It's a shame like, that he's a piece of shit. That's yeah, <laughs> it's a shame that he had to be a cunt, but like... Yeah. It's not a shame that they got rid of him. Like, no, what the fuck? No. no, it's a good thing that they got rid of him. Um, which is what they had to do. Now get rid of everybody else and, you know, get rid of Andy. Um, even though, you know, there's been reports that he might have yeah. gone. He's still got it in his bio that he works for Ubisoft, so... But he's not on social media. He is on social media. He keeps unfollowing people and following people. Um, so you're seeing his, like, follower and, like, count and shit change. That's so odd. That's so um, odd. So he is still on social media. He's just not saying anything. Um, mm. So yeah, he, he yeah, get rid of him. Uh, he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to go. Yeah, he needs to get rid of all these people. But you know, getting it's getting rid of these people is good, and it's great to see that they've you know finally got rid of Ash. He can't work for the company anymore, obviously. Um, and you know, people like Sergey Hascott. Fucking great to see him gone. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Ubisoft are changing things up, and that's good. Yeah, I believe when I see it. Honestly, I'm so I'm so disenfranchised with all this, man. Like, I totally stopped work on my like real life history project. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had people ask me how's that going. I'm like, not well at all. Haven't worked on it once. Haven't read a page of any of these books yeah. since this all went down. I'm not. I have zero excitement for Valhalla. Zero yeah, excitement. Only- I'm sure I'll play it, and Darby, I'll, I really, yeah, yeah, it, and and even then, I feel like I'm being fucking honey dicked. <laughs> like Darby's <laughs> fucking going off, like this has been planned for ten years, with his, the, some of his yeah. tweets saying the best moment in video games hasn't it's in an unreleased game. Darby, I get what you're doing, man. I love it, and I respect it, and you're an incredible writer, and I fucking love the shit out of you. But you're honey dicking me, and I'm not falling for it. 
That's a fucking honey dick. I feel right like there. part of it is like he's fucking with everyone. I feel like part of it's got to be that. Like it's not all genuine. I feel like part of it is he's like, oh, the best moment in video games hasn't happened yet because it's not out, guys. You're gonna fucking love it. You're gonna be hyped. Like I think he genuinely thinks like, oh, it's great quality stuff. But I don't yeah. think he's trying to say like, guys, we're gonna, you're gonna love think this is the Layla? best game ever. We're gonna love Layla. You don't already love no, Layla because no, I do. No, we're not, man. We're not. My favorite like protagonist. Layla. I just find it difficult to say happen. no to Darby. I find it difficult to be like, nah, nah, Darby, you're wrong. Because I, I don't know. I just love him. He's, he's never done wrong. I've, I love Darby. That's, there's no dispute. And I'm sure the his narrative direction will be great. But I'm not going to like... He's not necessarily... He is writing script elements, but he's not the script writer. He's the narrative director. True. He said he's done a lot, though. Like, he's done I'm a lot sure. of writing for it. I hope, I hope so. God, they need his script writing. They need it. They yeah. need it for those key and moments. And I'm sure if he didn't think a certain turn of phrase worked, he'd tell the person writing it. Maybe you could change this thing. Or maybe you could tweak it here. Like, So I feel like his writing will be throughout things even though he hasn't written himself. Um, he's like, at least, you know, some of his style will be there, um, which is cool. But there's there's little bits you notice here and there, um, like even in the gameplay demo, where you're like, Darby probably wrote that or at least had a hand in forging like some of that dialogue mm. in the way that characters speak like they're from that period um which is something he does a lot uh he sort of nails that like in black flag when you listen to like edward speak he sounds like a guy that lived there he doesn't sound like someone that lives now um and i think that's really cool so you you notice some of that here and there but no doubt man like valhalla in terms of like honestly like i don't know about the assassin's creed stuff i've seen zero assassin's creed stuff from this Mm -hmm. so i'm not gonna sit and be like i'm excited for the assassin's creed elements viking game looks solid i love the setting like i, I love that sort of setting um <clears throat> mm-hmm. especially you i'm fucking after watching all of the last kingdom i'm like fuck I can't oh wait my gosh setting. yeah you know what i mean like i actually love the setting in that mm-hmm. way and the history in that time uh, the locations the vikings and saxons all that sort of the different historical figures involved like i'm i'm keen for that stuff Raiding village, having your own ship and jumping off and raiding a village, that's cool gameplay mechanics. If it's polished yeah. well, what that studio and team can do mechanically as a game, the, the team that made Black Flag, that's strong, man. Like, that's, I believe it'll be a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, social stealth, being back. Like, there's all these things I, I like and I'm, I'm on board for, man. But then you've got the writing and that's in the hands of Darby, which is the only hands I care about and I trust but I feel like I'm being honeydicked. Is it just me? Am I the only no, one that feels like I'm being honeydicked? No, I do feel it a little bit. Like, I do feel like how... Like, Darby's really going all out to be like, you are going to fucking love this game. Like, and it's... I just think, like, it's it's conflicting because when I listen to Darby say something, I'm like, it's Darby and he knows what he's doing. But then it's Assassin's Creed and it's, it's shit. So... Yeah how did like it's so conflicting I'm like how do these two things you can't there is good writing in assassin's creed don't go together it that doesn't make sense we haven't yeah. had good writing in assassin's creed for seven years so you know yeah. it's it's really tough to believe but i mean obviously i can't say darby's a fucking liar all i can do is be you know skeptical but you know still listen to what he has to say i guess and be like yeah cool i'm hyped regardless like i mean i'm it's, I think it's just hype. It's more intrigue. I'm very intrigued to see what he's done because he seems very proud of it. Um, and I've wanted to see Darby back for a while. The soundtrack is fantastic. Um, setting is brilliant. 
and everything is coming together to make this what could be a really, really cool Assassin's Creed game. And, you know, I'd like to see that. But with all the stuff that has been happening at Ubisoft, it has made it difficult to really give a shit. Uh, the only thing that's really kept me going is Darby's tweets. And, you know, he's put a lot of things into perspective and it's made me reconsider and be like, yeah, you know, he's making a good point. You know, I maybe should care more. I should maybe shouldn't just completely cast it aside, you know, just because of these few people. It's difficult to do that um, because it has really, you know, tarnished the brand and the company. Um, but, you know, then there are all those people that have worked really hard on this and people I care about like Darby. Um, and that does make me, you know... I do, like, I am looking forward to playing the game. Uh, but I am very sceptical about the stuff that Darby is talking about, I think. I'm just looking through all those tweets at the moment. Like, some of the shitty saying, man. Mm-hmm. Like, talking about the scene in question hasn't happened yet. It's for a video game scene. He, uh, someone said, uh, this guy, Assassin's Creed Manless, Madness. God, I can't fucking read. Why am I so fucking dyslexic these yeah, days? Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, dude, Jared's been giving me so much shit at home, It's I can't get away from it. Good. Assassin of Madness, or at Night Madness, at Night spelled with a K, mm-hmm. said, A friend of mine showed me the Codex map from AC2, and it shows an Assassin logo on upstate New York, AC3, and Norway. Hashtag Assassin's Creed Valhalla. At Dub McDevitt, how long has Ubisoft been planning this? Lol. It seems Valhalla may be a game full of answers to old questions. Darby responds with, buckle up, you're in for something special. Hey, Darby, I love you. Get fucked. You're honey-dicking me. You're honey-dicking me. I think what he's, I think what they're going for here is, I think it's something that Darby loves to do, is with, it, with the way he, like, because obviously, like, no one should be under the illusion that this game was at all planned from day one or anything like that. Or when they made AC2, they planned, hey, in this many years, uh, fucking 11 years or whatever we're gonna make a game set in Norway and we'll talk about this like obviously that's not the case but I think that Darby probably I mean he knows his shit like he knows that that was there in Assassin's Creed 2 and so when planning out the narrative for this game he's like right so that exists there we know that from canon how would that fit into my story and so there's got to be something relevant to that I do we even know what those were in Assassin's Creed 2 because I think, actually, I think what it was is that they originally wanted individual temples, didn't they? And then they just went with one grand temple. Yeah. Because they were like, that's what fuck they, it, in that's AC2, too much. That's what they set up. Yeah, because Minerva's like, find the other temples, blah, 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 blah. So you've obviously got the one in America, which is the grand temple. I guess maybe they're different temples for different things or something. Maybe it'll be relevant in some regard. But, um, you know, interesting, I suppose. Um for the people that do care but again it's like that overarching narrative doesn't matter a great deal to me if it harkens back to old things and talks about old stuff then maybe i'll be interested I'll be like oh that's cool to finally follow up on a storyline that i thought was quite interesting or to, to to talk about or to explore a law point that i thought was interesting in the past but it, I, like it's difficult to care about the overarching story now because it sucks so much and has done since assassin's creed 3 came out so it's one of those things where I feel like that comment is almost for people that give a shit and it's not really for us, um, which is, you know, probably the case. I don't know. Dude, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so disenfranchised. I'm so disenfranchised, man. Mm-hmm. I just, I just struggle. And it's not even where the games have been anymore because that's, it's, been dead to me for so long 
But then mm. even with what was exciting and what should be exciting, it's like, oh, fuck this company, man. Like, I'm just so not on board with anything to do with this. I just want to get away from it. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, it's weird. It's weird seeing these trailers for Assassin's Creed and being like, like, it does look cool. And I was quite looking forward to it. And like, I still am in a sense, but I just, it feels compared to all these other companies that I can, you know, I, Ubisoft has always been one that's a bit odd and dealing with them has been not entirely positive but like with all of this shit that's happened it just uh it's just difficult to like get in the right mindset for it and obviously i need to like i can't just not play a new assassin's creed from yeah. you know the standpoint of someone that covers video games but also from an assassin's yeah. creed background obviously i can't ignore it but it does Same. feel a bit weird um it does feel a bit weird with everything that's gone down and like i said my tether to this really is darby who is you know what i believe is i think he's a great guy um yeah 100 percent, 100 i agree completely yeah that's that's the way i'm linking myself to this game and the way that i'm sort of looking at it is darby's darby's my guy and i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it probably for him more than anything else that's really what it comes down to and if he's a liar or not that's you know yeah and if he's a liar because if he is i'm not gonna let him forget about it and he will block me on twitter um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> and then I'm not we'll finally Darby. know the true identity of Ballsack Forty Seven. That's yeah. a podcast meme. But yeah, yeah, it'll finally make sense. It turns out it was Darby the whole time. Yeah, yeah. What if Riley Reed is in Assassin's Creed? What if Riley Reed comes and she's the new modern day protagonist? Genius, genius. Yeah, really is. I should be writing this. Genius. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, let's fucking wrap this show up. How about that, James? Yeah, please. Let's do it. We've been going on for a bit, while. I sounded a bit too eager there. Yeah, I like podcasts it's, it's now. A, uh, yeah, I, I, I've always loved podcasts. Um, but it's almost midnight, and I'm exhausted. And we've cool. Yeah, and this is making me sad talking about Assassin's Creed. So let's wrap this fucking thing up. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, all right. Let's, okay. Yeah let's do it let's wrap it up but I, I, you know what it was good today to argue with you I like yelling at you yeah that was fun that was fun I enjoyed it I, yeah it's a good time um, and you can get more of a good time if you head over to patreon.com forward slash as always just one dollar mm-hmm. a month you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet the clubhouse podcast plus early access to the cinema podcast where we drop those and of course you're supporting us James and my channels and when we have special videos that come out 24 hours early on Patreon. One dollar, you get access to all that, plus five dollars you get on the credits at the end of these podcasts. So, let's read through the credits. Thanks to all the sweet vintage lads that help make this show happen. We have... Oh, man, this seems out of order from when I just had it, but... If you got the tears set up right? It should be... Oh, fuck, the tears aren't set up right. Why did this happen? Go into Why the, did this happen? The, I thought I literally had it all ready to go, and it was perfect. And it was perfect. If you go into the tiers tab, you can just tick five, ten, twenty, and twenty-five dollar tiers, so they only show up. Yeah, I should. Then done hit that. the then hit the pledge like filter. How do I do that? Just, How do I do, do that? Do so I go to tiers. Yeah. So at the top, there's like drop downs. Click tiers, and then just tick the ones that you need. Ah. Uh, ah oh yes. And then just order it by pledge and make yeah. sure you tick July 2020 as well. Yeah, I've already done that, but that's good. Okay. I like where your head's at. Perfect. All right, we got it. We got it. All right. 
Thank you to these sweet vintage lads. We have King Richard III, Josh, Duville, Yay, Damien, Albrick, Avery Dobbs, Adam Sunlink, Cat94, Nick, the gaming prick, Real Cinema, Cotton, the Cream Pie King, Morgan Macaque, Ballsack47, the liar, Lumistrad, Mario5380, Casey Wood is ashamed to be. I'm not reading your name, Logan Paul. Go fuck yourself. Uga Bugo Chinga. Wait, I can't see these names. Why can't you see these names? Do I have the wrong thing? I. I wanted to. I, what the fuck? Which are you on the right one? Um, yeah, July twenty twenty. Why is this all wrong for me? See, mine goes Bullsack, Casey Wood, Plinkman three and three, Loomis Stroud, Mario three eighty. Well, mine fucking doesn't, mate. Did you did you filter it by tier or by pledge? Tier. Ah, see, I filtered it by pledge, so it makes the top at the top. Ah, oh, fucking hell, man! You're freaking me out. Well, yeah, because King Flame Three and Three should surely be read above Lumistrad because he he does thirteen a month instead of ten a month. Yeah, I'm just I just did by tier, bro. Fine, I'll switch it to fucking tier. All right, Uga Booga, Chinga Booga, Tuga Muga, Luga Suga, Vuga Puga, Ruga Suga, Zuga Yuga Duga. Pink Flame Three and Three, Jesper Olsen, Kim Sub Gamer Cream Pass, Seth, Kevin Bond, Sicarius, aka Karen, Kieran, Karen, Kieran. I don't fucking Kieran, fucking hell, man. Kyron, Karen, he's he's a fucking Karen. Henry, Fuck Justin, Team Out of Travis, Aragon, BQ Overlord, The Elder, Son of a Bitch, OG Adogo, Ravjai, Gene, doesn't understand how your World War One. Joshua Mora, Brian Ford is playing The Witcher One for the first time and loving it. Joe the Sexy Boy Smith, S Jaws, Emil Catboard, Carl Benedict Club, is Furious Coco, No Watch, Fishy, Geeko Swag, Master Bass, Max H, Luca, Winona Ryder, aka Lindsay from Destination Wedding, Joe the Lioness Charming, Arse Eating, Coke Snorting, Founder Scarab, aka the Ninth Pillar. Congrats, Eddie, on the new Con Bro Baby, Cassassin, The Creed, Nick Miller, Owen Brain Walshy, Josh J. Anderson, our producer, no, producer, our editor. I'm James, and I can't follow Eddie's simple instructions for Patreon tips. Smexy Dork, Gwen Hughes, Evan Brown, Rad Doc, Nice Cock Bro, Fat Fuck Cuck, I'm Not Moving On from Rocket Man, Victor Eliason, Bleeding Edge 274, The Discoverer, and Big Word of Marquee 1989, and then also I can't think of anything else to put here. No Mojo, Alfie Rodbert. Philip Stillwagon, Jack DJ 1998, Gimme a Penis, Marcus aka Blackburn, Fickle Wickle, Suck My Pickle, Mag aka The Guy Who Makes His Own Assassin Christmas, Kyle, The Swan Swam Over the Sea, Swim Swan Swim, The Swan Swam Back Again, Well Swam Swan, Greenies Weenie, Jas Nodder, Liam Andy Cure, Saul Goodman, Riley Reed, The Blue Cow, Creed Landmarks, Harrisy aka Bad Assassin, Alexander, is unpolished and unrefined. Gamer vids, Star Explorer, Rainy Not Sunny, Black Blake Black Blake Lloyd, <laughs> Louis De Leon, Lady Litzomania, Zeke, aka Colin the Cock, in the upcoming upcoming Marquee sequel, written and directed by Ben Higgins, Jackery, Tristan Oberg Obergfell, Evan the Kitty, Angel of Harlem. Big Dick six 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 nine 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 and Zeppo. Thanks, you sweet bitches, lads, for helping power this podcast. You're all amazing. Nice. Uh, and, and with that, James, that's it for another As Always podcast. Beautiful. We will see you next week. 
for the Clubhouse Podcast episode 91, exclusive to patreon.com forward slash as always. Join us over there um, as we head in to what will be September 1st. Does that come out? Fuck. Or is it? Oh, no. Ooh. August 31st. Um, so oh, our last man. show of the month. Um, and obviously, everyone, stay safe. Look after yourselves. And I can't wait to hear everyone get mad at me about my opinion on Batman. Thank you all. And wait. we'll see you all next time. That's it, boys.